What's been up, man? Uh, we hung out with we the did. kids and everything and the families. Yeah. In person. So we're both yeah. canceled. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Hey, we were uh we were we were pretty safe. We were in the same parking stall, right? That's what we ended yes. up we ended up uh, congregating in the same parking stall. Yes. Um but uh I, I think that was it, man. We didn't yeah, uh I don't know if we got crazy close or anything. No, 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 no. The we kids watched had the fun show together, separately. But, um then yeah. they came home and had baths and all of that stuff. Um Oh, and then any word with the, what are you, Ventura County uh, Unified School District um, in terms of fall openings or closings? Um, no. However, in the past, we have a record of following this, the, uh, the guidelines that uh, L.A. sets in place. And both them and, I guess I didn't notice this, but Lindsay had told me that uh, both Los Angeles County and San Diego County um, released at the same time that they are planning for a full uh, remote learning session for fall, yeah. uh, which doesn't guarantee doesn't guarantee that Ventura is going to follow suit. But uh, that's been their their mo in the past. Does uh, uh, does Ventura County follow San Bernardino or Orange County or how no that- no they do they usually follow L A. They're just like a day behind, and I don't know if it's just to make it sound like they're thinking about it. <laughs> but really, what what they end up saying is what we end up doing too. It just happens to be one or two days yeah. later. I think what happens is. Are um, the union and then also the district? Well, and first the county has to say that look, we're gonna, we're this is what our plan is, and right. then we have to conform to that. But yeah, really, I think maybe it's just a, an issue of you know they they do one of those huddles off into the corner, but they're saying we're we're gonna agree with them, right? We're gonna we're gonna do what they're yeah. saying, and then <laughs> they come back and say okay, that, right? <laughs> we fought, guys, yeah, wait so you yeah. hear what we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what does that mean for the kids in, in the fall? Uh, for you well, that means that um, we're probably not going to put Charlotte in anything. So she's going to miss kindergarten. Wow, that's and a bummer. Kindergarten isn't isn't a requirement. She just misses out on teachers and friends, which which is right. A huge so you bummer. won't do the home uh, learning with whatever kindergarten she's enrolled in. You'll just. Yeah, um, I mean, not. I don't know. I'm going to teach. I don't know how I would teach. My my students, Lindsay's going to teach her students, and then we got to teach our kids too. Yeah, uh, we thought about it. we were talking about it on a walk tonight. I don't know if we're going to do uh, if we're going to buy a program and then try and implement some of it since it's not like first grade material. It's going to be right, you know, sort of like passive stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, we haven't looked into that yet, but that's an option. Yeah, we even came up at one point with uh, like a nanny service, like and not a nanny service, but we were like uh, one of the options of the many options that we thought of was like a nanny thing. And like it made me think like, oh, man, are we going to end up with like Mary Poppins, which could be cool, um, but also unaffordable. Like we're not really on that level, but um, uh, yeah, man. And then if 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 it's a nanny, do we get like a British nanny to really like sort of like ramp up that whole thing? And then at the end, the nanny's just going to say, bye bye, love. <laughs> this is Jimmy I, uh... Pod. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got uh, there. I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got I caught on right at the nanny part. Good. Right then. <laughs> Felt it. It was good. You had a strong hold. But hey, it's true. Um we have family who have hired a nanny, not for this, but just in general. Nannies are still things. Absolutely. Very yeah. much involved. Yeah. And also, that was not really a, a conversation for <laughs> ours is uh, um, if Susie stays at work, then 
we would essentially be using her salary to put Wes in school. So he's in a physical program like he is now. Um, Or does she stop working and then end up doing homeschooling because I would have to work. So the whole thing. Isn't that weird how we attribute income to certain bills? When, when I left (laughs) the, the software development job and I moved to teaching and it was, you know, it was a pay cut. And I, and then we, we rationalize it by saying, okay, well, my income will be the mortgage. And then you'll just worry right. about everything else. You just label everything, even totally. though it wasn't really Absolutely. like that. But man, yeah. you just, I mean, there's big, big bills out there, man. Yeah, man. Um, so Andrew McMahon show is so, tight. Yeah. And then we got an audio rip of it. So I'm excited to revisit that yes. whole show. Yeah, because it was cool because uh, everybody could hear and not be like ear piercing, but also let sort of like lent it to be like more of a hangout with Andrew McMahon, right? Like performing which, for us, which was still super cool. It was still super cool. My my uh, my biggest issue with that is that you get lost in that whole that community aspect of it where you're kind of hanging out, and uh, you know one or two songs would go by and I go, oh shoot, I wasn't listening, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I felt like for the price you pay. For you yeah, know, a, a, essentially a car, you know, a, a seat or a um, a parking a, spot. a lot yeah. spot, you know, a parking spot is, uh, you know, it's and I still had a great time. I don't, I don't want to say that it wasn't worth what we paid, but for a couple hundred bucks for a car, um, yeah. you know, it was a new experience too. We drank a lot of beer, which was nice. We did, yes. Uh, once the sun went down and the and the uh, the cops on the recumbent bike stopped rolling by, yeah. You know, giving us the the stink eye. That's right. We were able to uh, <laughs> to crack open a couple of brews. So yeah. that was that was a lot of fun, though. Um, what else do I have for housekeeping? Uh, we have I haven't published it anywhere, and this episode comes out in a couple of weeks, so maybe it will be public. But uh, the, our discography page seems to be working, right? So yeah, we talked so, about yeah. Go ahead. Um, uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna look for something while you're while you're doing that. When this uh when we started talking about liner notes so much and I lamented that it's a bummer that how much I love liner notes, there's no web equivalent of it. I think we brought up iTunes LP for a minute. Uh, and that was like iTunes idea of a way to do liner notes. But I almost feel like that was too much work. Like really band should have it available on their websites or discog should have a better database for it. Um, somehow there should be a, just like there's a database for lyrics, uh, I feel like album art is a lost art. And to the point that when you do get a physical copy of a CD now, it's like, uh, it's like a one, uh, a double sided single sheet. And on the back, it's like, we thank our family and friends. And like, that's how you discover bands. Like Jimmy world was thanked on a blink record and that's how they were on my radar. And now that's a lost art. So we tried we, we had an idea at the beginning of the pod to bring that sort of idea back and take and scan in all uh, not necessarily just scan. I'm, I'm going on sort of a tangent. Um, this is the beginning of that where we've li- listed all the album art and then made our episodes in a way that if you wanted to instead of going through a whole list of now 39 episodes of the show that are completely right. non-sequential. Um, you can go and sort of chronologically look at the band's catalog. On top of that, I think the plan is to then build the the album art portion into that. So when you click on the album art, you get into the scans. And we're still scanning in. We're trying to exactly. find large flatbeds and, and stuff like that uh, to get 
the high res album art on there, but a service to be sure. Right. So, yeah. And I'm glad that we got the the ball rolling with this. And it's nice to see something. I love this when in web development, when you build something like, let's say it's an empty template, but then it starts filling up with data. Um, yeah. 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 Data points starting to come out. Um, it's starting to it's starting to look like it's, a, you know, it's a, a fleshed out thought now. It's got uh, static prevails has three episodes showing up. Um, the biggest one's Bleed American. That's our, our biggest album that we've covered so yeah. many from. What is the, so um, because I haven't entered it in Chrome, what is the uh, subdomain on that? So is there is no subdomain for this one. Oh. If you just, yeah, if you just went to jimmyeatpod.com forward slash discography, it'll yeah. take you right there. Uh, I guess I, I, guess not, I can yeah, set up the subdomain, subdomain too. But, but yeah, what would you call it? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 technically, um, this would be a, just a directory or a, or a, ah, a subfolder. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all technical. You just type in jimmypod.com forward slash discovery. You hear that on a lot of uh, you know, podcasts. That's enough. You got the domain and then you got the <laughs> the path to get there. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. And and ideally we'll have this um to where you can click the album art and then get not maybe not just scans, maybe more than that. Um we can put up uh Davy Von Bolin's um the transcript. Oh yeah. Things like that. That'll be more media for each one of these discs. And it's uh yeah, it's going to flesh out the whole site yep. as well. Yeah. And yeah, I already yeah, see so check at that the time out. of this recording, our latest episode is little thing. And that is live. Um, it, yeah. it populated itself. So yeah, I love it. It's automatic guys. That's my favorite <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, an, an, another thing that we can't, we can't, uh, let go um is we got a text message <gasps> yeah oh my gosh i totally forgot about that thank you yeah on friday right so uh we just got a nice text to uh 484je pod uh and the text message says uh hey hey i'm listening to just watch the fireworks episode and the spoken word lyrics low in the mix after 520 our gym rhythmically repeating as it takes over and over the last time he repeats it he draws out the word takes which is what you might be hearing is please and he was absolutely right. It is. It. I, I think I, I added in some extra lyrics in there that my mind was hearing, but it really <laughs> is just seems to be as it takes over and over. Yeah. And this person, I was so I ended up asking like, how'd you figure it out for sure? And I expected the right. answer to be, this is Jim. Um, <laughs> it was not Jim. At least they 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 didn't say as much. But they basically said repetition and listening on really high quality headphones. I used to listen to the last two minutes of that song and repeat over and over again because it gave 14 year old me serious goosebumps. Ooh. So Jim was not 14 year old <laughs> years old when he uh, recorded that. So. <laughs> right. Right. But thank you for uh, for sending that text message. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one thing I, that we haven't done, and I suppose we could just do it really quickly and get it out of the way because Eric Davis just uh, subscribed on Patreon and I super uh, we super appreciate that. I thought we should like kind of like shout out our Patreon subscribers real quick. If Is that weird? Sure. Um, no, um, I think it, it's a pretty natural uh, thing. I look at uh, other people who have, you know, a, a huge humongous list of Patreon subscribers that they'll just have at the end special thanks to. Right. And our list is not humongous. So. <laughs> I think if I read this from bottom to top, it's in the order that they subscribe. So we got Nick Myers, Dave Park. I wonder who that could be. Um, that's my dad. Uh, Michael Crosby, <laughs> Sadie Hawkins pod, Kevin Brown, Ben Foot, Bill Ramsey, who was the drummer of Horace Pinker back in the day. And we'll hear more about Bill later. 
uh, on on probably a Patreon exclusive episode. Uh, Joshua Aguilera and Eric Davis. So those are our loyal Patreon subscribers who we uh, uh, very much thank for really sort of like covering our um, hosting costs and uh, and the development of that discography page because you actually put like work into like figuring out how that would work. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's always that uh, you just write it off. You know, there's always that write off yeah. of time every year that I say, all right, well, there's 120 hours that I'm not going to get paid for. Yeah, sure. Um, it's a write off. That's right. It's that simple. And that's what I tell the that's what I tell the the U.S. government is I just send yeah. it off and I say this is a write off. That's right. And uh, and your desk takes up like 20 square feet <laughs> in your house. So you write that <laughs> space off. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, man. I, I don't have I don't have a. Uh, a, a CPA that's that cuts corners, but they will try. I mean, to the letter of the law. That's right. Or, or what it is the that's following? That, yeah, that's what I. That's what I interpreted as is really. Yeah, I, I don't they, do they as get much you the 1099 best. work. I'm starting to wonder, like, <laughs> do I need a CPA anymore? I could probably just do it on my own. But when I was doing 1099 work, man, it was so nice having that CPA to like be like, oh well, did you like? Uh, yeah. Did you walk at work in those shoes? I mean, it was never like that, but you know what I mean, like. <laughs> Like very much yeah, like and one then point, next year you see, huh? Well, because Susie worked retail, I was like, so like Susie's clothes, could she write those off? She was like, well, they don't make her wear a uniform that she has to buy, right? No. Okay. You can't write that off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I see stuff on my, I look through the whole packet of all of our uh, tax documents and I see things that I purchased four or five years ago that are on there, but they're still depreciating. Correct. And it's I've like got like a two page document that. of depreciation stuff because, <laughs> um, uh, all, all my TVs in my home. And then, you know, if I sell them or I get rid of them, then I, the, it gets removed from that list and the thing that replaced it. But, um, right. You know, even my TV in my living yeah. room, I do use for work. I just also watch right. movies on it. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but you know, we're here, we're here to talk and not here to talk taxes. Yeah. We're here to talk, um, bye bye love. Oh yeah. By Jimmy Eat World. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Just because, uh, we did talk about the text message. Um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, who is a Patreon subscriber, also, uh, a loyal discordian. Uh, he had a just watch the fireworks interpretation that I thought I would read real quick. Um, so we could tie up the loose end on just watch the fireworks for that he had an interpretation oh, sure. yeah, on so so here's my take on just watch the fireworks very similar to your interpretation of the song but i think it's more from the perspective of transitioning from child childhood into adulthood which i thought was actually a really cool idea um maybe an older sibling talking to the younger as an adult you can be anything you want to be and that's i'm drinking too much uh, topo chico um, as an adult, you can be anything you want to be, and that's a lot to take in, especially when you're just starting out at 18. This is emphasized by having your other siblings and parents hyper-focusing on what you plan on doing in life, being the venter frame, being in center frame. Sorry, this typo. Um, but the initial advice given didn't resonate properly. Towards the end of the song and the chorus, the older sibling is eating their words, Said it out loud, but it did not help. I'll stop now just enough so I can hear you. I stay up as late as it takes. Generally, making promises to younger siblings often go unfulfilled. So I think this is a way of reconciling reconciling the guilt and loss that comes with not being able to make good on that promise. That's my take, but I really enjoyed what you guys had to say, um, which is always validating, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um. 
so yeah, sorry, that does tie up the loose ends that I had uh, for housekeeping, and uh, I didn't want to okay. get too far removed from just watch the fireworks. To uh, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. Yeah. So thanks for the input, everybody. Yes, it's all now welcome. we come here. We come here to a track that actually I I texted you. I was it yesterday or today, but I just said there's not a lot of content on this episode or this this uh, track as far as song meanings. There was not one comment. Yeah, and the lyrics is two verses yeah. and one chorus. Yeah, right. So I thought there wasn't going to be a lot. However. Um, I know that you, we like to surprise each other with certain things. You came back with some, uh, you found something that was very uh, interesting. I'm excited to hear about that later. Yes. And then you yes. started going through, we started going through the steps of uh, looking at articles and uh, seeing what the community has said about this. And you start to find that there is actually plenty of information on this track <laughs> oh, you uh, that, that we'll eventually go through. That may not be necessarily over the lyrics and what the song meaning is, but there's just been a lot of um, uh, there's been a lot of hubbub on the internet oh. about this and stuff that we can talk. I'm about. I'm excited to hear that, Ben. Um, yeah, I, there was some. Yeah, in the community section, there was a lot of uh, album reviews done by different you know different magazines and different online um, zines that uh, that seem to lend their their thoughts and opinions on this this album but this is a, this cool. seven year old album we're we're hanging out on right now yeah Demage. Uh, and this is the one yeah this is the the one that was uh recorded it's uh partially right at alan alan johannes's home studio yes in the hollywood hills which i love the vibe of the hollywood hills the whole that whole concept any any documentary about uh <laughs> laurel canyon the hollywood hills just all that stuff in from this the 70s on I mean, it goes all the yeah. way through the 80s because there's just a lot. There's still a lot of people that were living in that area. But I just love that. Did whole you enjoy vibe. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And that took place in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's there's And there was a couple of movies. Oh, man. There was another one that I'm going to think of. Uh, I'm going to mark it down here and I'm going to figure out the name of this. It was a weird um, film where, oh, my goodness. The, the main actor broke the fourth wall. I mean, he was essentially talking to the audience for this whole time. But it was about him. I believe it was about him as an actor in Hollywood and his experience. And uh, you would know him as an actor. He's, I want to say he's a, like a litigator. I've, I've told people in the past, he looks kind of like John Mayer. Um, curlier, dark hair. This was like a mid-2000s show, but he is, um, he's. Uh, uh, it sounds like I, the guy who from uh, Gossip Girl and You. Uh, what's his name? It he looks might like John be. Mayer and he's got curly. I'm gonna look hair. at it, pa- you know, as Ken we go Badgley. through this and figure. Th- Ken, Badgley. Ken Badgley. I don't know if that's him. Oh, okay. Oh no. However, oh man, that looks that looks a lot like him. This guy is older, but it was a weird film that took place. It looks like it took place. They filmed a lot of it on Hollywood Boulevard, okay. and there's just something about these films and the fact that these things. I mean, this was a, a, a fictional work, but just the fact that this stuff was recorded just over the hill. Yeah. So this album was recorded just over the hill at Alan's uh, home studio. And I feel like this song would make a great album closer. There's a lot. People lump these last two tracks in together. There's a couple of reviews that I read from some of the the online websites like Punk News uh, that that kind of lump the two tracks together. And it seems like uh, You Were Good does get a lot of love, but I feel like they could have interchanged them. And placed 
Bye Bye Love at the end. I felt like the way that this song ends, or at least builds and ends, is more to me, even though it's a shorter track. It's what, four, four minutes? And uh, 30, 431, yeah. Four minutes and 30 yeah. Minutes. Yeah, it's 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 not that uh, that long, huge Jimmy Old album closer, but this has all of like the, the pieces to a really good uh, Jimmy World album closer. Just my opinion. Yeah. So totally. I feel like this is this is misplaced on the album. Like this could this should be um, it's track. What are we at? Oops, I scroll down. Track nine of ten. I feel like this should be track ten. Right. I, I, I don't know uh, how you feel about that. Uh. So listening to the song, because you would text me a few weeks, maybe a month ago now, you're like, oh, man, Bye Bye Love really hits. And it does. It does yeah. really hit. Um, but it also just kind of, I like the verses more than the chorus. The chorus is just so blah to me. Um, and yeah. hopefully, I'm hoping that some of the the reviews you read or something maybe bring some more out of it than that. Um there's obviously the Everly Brothers tie-in, um, and we know that Jim's a huge yeah. Everly Brothers fan because he covered their song on his solo EP, um, uh, not this one. And this doesn't even sound like the Bye Bye Love that the Everly Brothers sang. Um, right, right. But uh, they're, they're, I, I, I don't even know, like, and I suppose we can go through the lyrics. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> Right, and I I agree, and I I looked at both the Everly Brothers version and then also the Cars version. That was the only one outlier. Every now, other version. Now the Cars which version is that a cover of the Everly Brothers or no? No, it's not. Okay, but there was uh, Ray Charles, Roy Orbison. All of those were covers of the Everly Brothers track. The Cars is the only unique um, one that was written, uh, and this one happens to be. There's a lot of uh, we. T- I, I want to say it was on growing growing up punk that I listened. Um, it's I'm I'm and I'm guilty of this too. It's so easy to mistake who is singing in the cars because most of the time it's um, it's not actually Rick Ocasek that's singing. Oh. It's Benjamin or the bassist, uh, kind of like how it is with uh, Goo Goo Dolls. Is like he does more of the songwriting. And so okay, Benjamin, yeah. or if you've listened to the cars, he did just what I needed. Rick Ocasek, on the other hand, has done Good Times Roll, My Best Friend's Girl. Um, but this one was a Benjamin Orr track, Bye Bye Love. Okay. And if you can think of it, it goes, Bye Bye Love. Nope. Nope. Okay. It's it's a cool track. Um, it's off of their first one, which I think is just the cars. Uh, but yeah, that was the only other outlier from that. So I, I think your association with Jim and oh thanks Jim and uh the Everly Brothers is probably a little bit more um I don't know congruent even though they are a completely well, different but tracks. yeah I never considered the cars which then is Rick Ocasek which then ties into Weezer which then makes me think of Michael and Carly which <laughs> then ties into here you exactly meet. so you know what I mean like it's six degrees from and right. uh and it could be it could be all or none or yeah. Or something and in between, right? And Jim was right? super into those early MTV days. So, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's a nod to both things. Do, yeah. uh, I guess let's do that. Did you yeah, read let's... anywhere that it's a nod to either? I did not. No. Okay. And with so few in the lyrics, I, I, I couldn't really read into it and say, yeah, it's it, this goes to one or the other. The lyrics speak like Jim, which is great. I mean, that, that's this is their, this is their, uh, his songwriting. Yes. I'm um, here. And let me just jump into this. So 
Um, the verse one and verse two, we said we said that before. There's only those two verses, and that's it. It's a repetition of the chorus four or five, six times after that. But he starts out by saying, I walked out at 3 a.m. and and I, I put down left his lady's apartment, but it, it could have just been I walked, I needed to step out. So he stepped outside um, late in the morning. I don't know if they had, uh, or this would technically be early in the morning, late, late in the night, early in the morning. I walked out at 3 a.m. Uh, the coward inside me told me so. So there's something nagging. What I'm feeling is there's something nagging at him on the inside that he can't deal with. And uh, maybe he was tossing and turning and just decided, I can't do this. Uh, and then that the third line, I couldn't stand to lie with you, uh, which I just take as he, I couldn't stand to lie in bed with you, right? Yes. I couldn't be in bed with her because uh, when I do, then I can tell. And I think that is the most cryptic line of that first verse because when I do, then I can tell. What can he tell? Is, is he a different person does he realize when he goes through these thoughts in his head that this is um, th- this relationship has it has an impending failure that he sees in the next couple of months? Uh, so sure. that that's where it doesn't it, it takes away from and you can you can discern what you want from those lyrics before it, but that one seems to be the most uh, that you can apply your. Um, the only thing I, I, I notice is you, this is the only chorus that starts with the word "its." So. Ooh, yeah. It's probably ties the verse to the chorus because when I do, then I can tell it's bye bye love. Oh man, what a, what an excellent uh, what an excellent catch there. Because when I do, then I can tell it's bye bye love. Wow. Because it w- would it still make sense though um, if they put the period after the at the, at the end of that if they put the full stop there? Because when I do, then I can now. tell. Because when I do, then I can tell, period. The only version I have of the scanned-in liner notes is very small. Uh, there is no punctuation, yeah. though. And is there any, I mean, is there ever any periods really in... No. In, in, only in commas. Lyrics? No, I mean, it's... Right, it's kind of, it's sort of like an assumed thing. Uh, but I think your interpretation of this is way better. Because when I do, then I can tell it's bye-bye love. Uh, well, not, so when he reaches that it's not thought, better. I'm right? I, I had no idea what the song was about before we started reading. So I'm just uh, yeah. I, I'm supplementing your interpretation with uh, maybe very good. A, a yeah, thought. I love that supplementation. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking that uh, whatever it is in this first verse, it, it's a situation where it's it, let's just go ahead and say it's a two two people in a relationship and one of them has uh, has some issues or has uh, some reservations with their relationship. And if he's getting up and walking out at walking out, not just getting up, but walking out at 3 a.m., he's got some serious reservations with where they're going. Uh, and, yeah. and what we'll find out later is, I think, where they've been. So then it goes into it's the chorus where it, uh, it's bye bye love, which repeats bye bye love. It's bye bye love, bye bye love. And if we take this back to the title of the song, where it merges all three of those words together as, yeah, a one a single word. Right, which becomes like the, no, it's a thing. Bye Bye Love becomes the noun, right? That's the way that they're addressing this is Bye Bye Love. Oh, interesting. It's Bye Bye Love, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is Bye Bye Love. Right, this This is is it. This is the type of love that it is. That's the point. Right, like if we had a timeline and we had points on this timeline, then there's the the courting courting part. (laughs) There's... um, 
yeah, there, there's the building of the relationship. Then there's bye bye love. There would be if you could put a mark at at a point in time where that's when we said, all right, this is it, it's over. I think that's what he's trying to get is that he's he's hammering home that this is he's realized. Oh, it's he hammers over. it, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, he realizes it's over, and I'm going to be moving on, and uh, it's bye bye love. Or if you're talking to uh, Judy or Julie Andrews, it's it's bye bye love. love. Bye-bye, love. Right. Spitzball. And then we get into into verse two, which I think sheds a little bit of light here on the past. And this is also when I couldn't find it, uh, um, anyone attributing to the strings, but this is when the strings come in on this piece. Hmm. Well, Alan Johannes has all of those stringed instruments. Maybe he just picked something up and was like, I'm a rip on this. I don't know. It sounded like a small string section. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. But um, no credit it, to David Campbell, huh? Do you want to hear it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It? I have it. It's, it's tagged it. at um, 111 here. So here, this is when the strings come in. I wanna feel that golden light. Mm-hmm. So the, they're trilling in there. Watch they're trilling. Yeah. I don't want to give that away. I'm, I'm, I'm getting us there. <laughs> so the Jim just spoke what we were going to go through here. So the strings come in now, and that may play into what he's trying to say is, I want to feel that golden light. And what I'm feeling like when he says golden light is not only just like an afternoon light, it's that time of day when you go outside and maybe you're on the beach. But the golden light, I also get kind of a sepia tone thought where you're looking, and you know how sepia tone, it's like the it's like that classic uh, filter when you, you want to make something look old or you're going back in time. Yep. Is you desaturate and throw in the sepia tone. And that's what I'm thinking of is I want to feel that golden light. Okay. And once to, he wants to be in that, in the golden light and feel it, the warmth. And maybe it's also the, the light is casting a, a, a sort of a, I don't know, it's an aura that he wants to feel. Uh, and then watch summer dancing I see. through your hair, yeah. which also kind of builds off of what that first line in verse two says. Watch summer mm-hmm. dancing through your hair. That's such a, I don't know. It just seems like a Southern California hanging out yeah. on the beach in the afternoon. You're, you're in it's Santa funny because there's that girl, that girl in the sunset silhouetted on the invent inside the invented liner Ooh, notes. my gosh man the i wish i had those liner notes on the yeah, discography the photograph page. is very much a girl and it also reminds me of the uh dashboard confessional album dusk and summer which is uh oh yeah a very summery uh uh sunset type of record and art direction on that record um but mm-hmm. anyway that's what that's what the, that's what i'm sort of feeling right now is uh watch yeah. summer dancing through your hair it's- reminds me of that photograph from I guess their previous record. So maybe he's rem- maybe he's still drawing upon the images that he remembers. Right. From- and we have to we also have to go back and remember that Damage is is quote unquote the breakup album. That's right. And so se- sequentially, uh this song has supposedly from from beginning to end it has the, the essentially the arc of a relationship. Um and then falling apart unfortunately but that's that's what makes a good love song right so watch summer dancing through your hair he's he's reflecting he's reminiscing those simpler times from their past uh, then it gets a little bit more heavy here there's so much i wish i could hold 
uh, instead of carrying memories. Yeah. Uh, he's just living. He wants to be able to work through this, but they're falling apart, and he can see that. That's what I'm getting from I wish I could hold. Um, I don't necessarily think it's I wish I could hold you more. I think there's I uh-huh. wish the more, much more weight that I could hold in this, yeah. but I can't. Uh, and then instead of carrying memories, living in the past and what's keeping him going, that's what's really uh, pushing him forward right now is these memories that they've had. And he, it, it sounds like he goes through this nightly in his brain. Yeah. And this night he woke up at 3 a.m. and said, I, I can't do this. This is not working out. So he says bye bye love and that's that's it. That's that's the end of the verses. That's that's all that Jim has to say. And another cool thing about these verses is none of the none of these lines rhyme at all. Not saying that Jim always Thank rhymes. You. I was just wrote that down. That's such a there, dope. Yeah, there's there's no, but yeah, it's not like it's even close. It's just and it works so well. He's just it's like he's speaking from a diary. Yeah. Out. Now this. I thought about I, I don't love the chorus on this song. It's just like for it hitting as hard as it is, and I guess the it's just giving weight to the words. Yes, uh, it's and I think that's what I love about it. Some to be desired for me. I like how it sounds, but I wish it said something more. Um, but the verses are so cool. Um, they feel like they feel like being out like in an alley under a street light um, at three a.m. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yep. and. Do you know what time signature this song is in? Uh, the time signature is in 120 beats per minute, which means it is one minute. It's one second per beat. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. Isn't that cool? That, it's like a. It's like time. It's it's. Yeah. You could so count one second per that's beat. That's the BPM. I love it. But do you know what time yes. signature it's in? Oh, I'm sorry. No. Um. Because I was three, like four one two three four one. I'm I'm guessing it's four four. It's not. It's six oh. four time. Wow. Um, and the reason is, is I was listening to it like the umpteenth time like I do. And I was like, oh, my God, he's not he's not finishing off the fourth count. So he's not even starting a fourth count. So I was like, is this like he's doing three counts of four, but it's not a three four time song. So I couldn't figure it out. So I asked a buddy of mine, Paul Hoover, who we met Blake Lagrange through. And I said, Paul is the guy I always ask for what complicated time signatures are because he just knows these things. So I said, would you call this four, three time? He said, there's no such thing as thirders. Um, It would be six, four, six quarter notes per measure. Snare hits on two, four and six. Top number in a time signature tells you how many. Bottom number tells you what kind of note you're counting. Always a multiple of two. Okay. Types of notes in 4-4, four, four, whole, four beats each, half, two beats each, quarter, one beat, eighth, half beat each, 16th, quarter beat, 32nd, 16th of a beat, etc. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was uh, Paul explaining that this song, because if you count it out, uh, why don't we listen to the beginning? You can count okay, it out. He ne- it is in 4-4 four, four, until it starts back at the first measure again. It hasn't completed four measures. You're right, and it does sound abnormally soon when they come back right. in, right? Right. Okay, here we go.
So it's you're counting one, two, three, four, but you're going one and two and one and two and one and two and and then it comes back into the next verse. Right. The that time signature has always been. I mean, that's very difficult. There's even more complex ones, but. That's always a tough one to catch. I'm glad you asked him about that. Me too. And here's the thing is I asked him pretty late because here's the, the the exciting thing uh, uh, about this episode is I did this research like three weeks ago now uh, because we shoehorned in an episode. So it's like I'm playing catch up with myself. And I didn't even uh-huh. ask him until a couple days ago because yeah. I was sort of revisiting the song. And that was when I was like, oh, something's sort of strange about this. And what's funny, and I love this about Zach is somebody asked him, like, hey, what's the time signature at the top of Goodbye Sky Harbor? Because it's such a strange count. He's like, I don't know. I just play it. <laughs> um, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and that's interesting you mentioned that, because I got a note here that says, such a strong build into the chorus. Uh, and then there's it seems like there's some focus on the drum beat in this. And maybe it's it was subconscious for me is that the reason why that seemed so prominent was because it's abnormal for my mind at least to hear you're used your your mind is used to hearing four four you can tell yeah. when it's a, a waltz but man six four is different it's when something is missing and you almost feel like that's a good description did of it, i yeah. did i just uh did i just, you know fall into a time warp or some kind of wormhole <laughs> for a beat <laughs> very I, cool though i like that yeah and he he's told me about time signatures in the past that i've asked him about and he'll be like, it's 4-4, four, four, but they're only doing two beats on the fourth measure. So, it, you know what I mean? So I was expecting something like that with this, but it wasn't quite that. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I totally thought that was interesting. Wow. And cool and thought nerdy enough that you would appreciate it. Well, you know, I heard you saying time signature, but I was so excited about realizing that it was a 120 beats per minute. Um, yeah. Beat. That uh, that's that's what I wanted to spout out because I thought that was so cool is that you can count this one second the tempo I'm sorry I'm right, getting the mixed tempo, up yeah. it, it, the tempo just seems comfortable but just the fact that they went exactly with 120 and you can count it I mean it counts on a second it's pretty cool so I don't know if they had a click track going um, if uh, Zach had a click track underneath but uh, let me know when you're back because I got something for you I'm almost back what I'm trying to do is uh, so I rebooted my computer to make sure it wasn't my computer. And um, uh, so I'm trying to reload my Google Doc notes for this while using my phone as a tether. But then I think I need to turn it off because it's making you sound like a robot. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to well, you're going to need it. So I've got something that I can't I can't share our watch together, but you're going to need to hear (laughs) what I have on my end. So as as long as I'm not a robot, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, it's it's resolving the host right now. There you go. I'm assuming it's going very slow because we're on a call. Maybe it won't go through at all. I can pull up my notes on my phone. Uh, let's go forward and I'll figure it out on my end in the background. Okay. Well, here, this is what I was talking to you earlier about. I wanted to to do a little bit here. I did this with um, Blake LaGrange. Yes. Right. And this is, I have procured 10 movies uh, from moviequotes.com. There's a huge list, but I picked 10 out that I think you would know. And oh, I, hell yeah. I, I I picked out the the lines where they're essentially giving some kind of farewell or bye-bye. And I want to see if you can catch these. But okay. the fun part here is, if you can hear this, I'm hoping you can hear this. I did a little uh, little bumper piece that I, I would like to do if we have uh, bits in the future. But oh, here snap. we go. 
So this, <laughs> could you hear that? <laughs> well, uh, I'm getting bandwidth uh, uh, fatigue uh, a little bit, but it was it sounded loud. I was talking with Linz. Okay, all right. So it's a it's just a little punk version of Bye 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 by uh, NSYNC. Oh hell yeah! And yeah, just to just to kind of set the mood for what we're going to be doing here, I'll play it one more time for uh, for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> who is yeah. that is that you yeah that was me yeah and and oh, bless the yeah. uh the drummer the drummer capability in i can't remember his name in uh in garage band but it's the punk drummer oh yeah <laughs> it's so yeah, cool. he's that guy all the time yeah i know so here we go i've got 10 i've got 10 movies here and i've i've queued them up to where they're right at uh, the part. So I want to see if you can get the title of this film by listening to this. And I'm hoping that you can hear all of these. Okay, here's the first one. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, later, dickwad. And if someone yeah, says, later. Say, chill out. <laughs> or- His voice is so weird in that. Oh, I love Eddie Furlong in Terminator 2, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Terminator 2. One for one, baby. All right, here's, here's a little bit uh, more classic one here. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Ilza, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. (laughs) I heard enough to know that that's Casablanca. (laughs) Yes, man. Okay, Casablanca. All right, here's a here's a fun one, a little bit more recent. My sister loved this film. Let's see. I'm going back to Australia. I might never see you again. Don't don't talk that way, Sandy. That's true. <laughs> I've just had the best summer of my life, and now I have to go away. It isn't fair. And the kiss. Okay, um, I only heard the beginning of the line, and I think it's uh, Sandy from Greece. Oh, great. Excellent. Yeah, that awesome. was Sandy saying, I think I have to go back to Australia. And I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, man, I had to rack my brain because all I had was I'm never going to see you again. And I was like, what? Uh, the girl, the voice. Dude, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. All right, now I've got a question for you here. On this next one, we can either do, I think you're going to get this one, but I can either do hard mode or I can do the the normal one that I picked. Uh, let's, and I can play both. Let's <laughs> I can do, do hard mode no, first. No, let's do hard first because if, right. if I hadn't run the table so far, I would not say hard first, but I've run the okay, table right. thus far. I just worried I won't be able to hear it and then. It's it's very, this is a very short clip, two or three seconds. Here you go. <laughs> oh, don't, don't pop up block me. Oh no! Always allow, always allow. Here we go. Hard mode. Latest on the men, Jay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, b- b- uh, give it to me. <laughs> uh, I can name that movie. You want to and... give you a longer one? No, I. I gosh, because I, I again, I'm. I, I can't tell if I'm not hearing hints? it clearly or. I'll play God. it again. Here we go. Yeah. Latest on the men, Jay. Oh, oh, uh, uh, that <laughs> is. Uh, I love you, man. Yes. Slap in the basement. Slap in the basement. All right. This it's one's going to be very much. 
But what? That line? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because it that line sounds like how all of these clips sound to me because of the the bandwidth dropout. <laughs> oh, oh, that's just it. Just that's all like. Uh, so I couldn't tell like if it was the clip you're getting. or yeah. Okay. Um, well, this next one I think is right up your alley. Uh, however, I think picking this out, in my opinion, picking out which film for me would be incredibly difficult. I want to see if you can get this. All right. All this time, I want you to know that you have been a real friend, Artu. My best one, in fact. Do you know which film that's from? I think there's too Could much music. I didn't hear any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me play a little I think bit the again. music is what uh, there's too much uh, bandwidth for. Yeah, shoot. Could you it, tell who was saying uh, it? No, I didn't even hear a word. Uh, what it. if you just give me the words? Okay. So that that makes it extra hard because I don't even get to hear the voice or the music to back it up. Okay, here we go. Let me see if I can get this. Um, I want you to know that you have been a real friend to me, R2. My best one, in oh. fact. Okay, so it's from a Star Wars film. I'm assuming yes. then that uh, uh, I will ask you who says it. C-3PO, the one that says it? Yes, he is the one that then says I it. I believe, I've only seen this a few times, but I believe it's The Rise of Skywalker. Wow, David, man, <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> it pulls it out. You are halfway through the game with five okay, for five. Cool. You're running this board. All right, All right, let's see if we can get a couple more of these. I don't know if these other ones have uh, music in there. This is like there. the blockbuster game you were telling me about. Yeah, <laughs> which you're going to kill at. All right, here's here's one. You know that place between sleep and awake? <gasps> I love this. That place where you still remember dreaming. <laughs> That's where I'll always love you. Peter Pan. <laughs> which film? <laughs> uh, that is my favorite Spielberg film, Hook. Oof, yes. Hook. Oh, man. That's a beautiful scene. This is going to be the one that I think you're not going to get. Uh, this is a hard one, although you may have seen this film. I remember seeing it when I was a very young kid. Um, I'm to take a guess. Michael Douglas falling down. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you this. This is uh, the main character in this film is not real. They are a um, they are part of the avian <laughs> variety. Here we go. Oh, all right. Don't shed any tears over me, Twitch. You can wall in your own self-pity. Anything? Could you hear it? I heard somebody yell, don't wallow in your own self-pity. I didn't mm, hear the, yeah. the other part, or the other line. Oh, yeah. He says, don't shed any tears for me, Toots. Don't shed any tears oh, over me, you. Toots. You can... Don't shed any tears over me, Toots, 1986. Um, I'll tell you what. This guy's got feathers, and it's... I don't know if it's... Uh, if it's Warwick Davis in this costume, but it's it's a short person, I'll tell you that. Uh oh, very hold strange on. movie. Oh, very strange movie. Okay, you even broke up, but now I'm starting to put you. You said Warwick Davis. I believe you said '80s. I'm gonna assume this it was is Labyrinth. <laughs> Good guess. It was actually Howard the Duck. I was what I was saying was I don't even <gasps> know if. Oh, I love Howard the Duck. <laughs> you would have got it too if you didn't if it didn't cut out. Um, <laughs> All right, I've got I've got three more. One that uh, I got two heartfelt ones. I got to go out on a you know on a on a with a bang with some heartfelt ones. But this is this is going to be a comedy that I think was mid two thousands. Follows the same lineage of actors. Uh, we've talked about this guy before. I think you and I totally uh, gushed about this on one of our Patreon episodes with uh, the the car or I'm sorry, not the cars. It was um, 
it was Robbie, Robbie Hart actually. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. So yes. it's in that it's okay. in that uh, it's in that avenue. So here we go. Could you hear it? Uh, I didn't. No. Oh, that's a bummer. One more. I'll play one more time. Adios, turd nuggets. It's Adios, turd nuggets. Ah. Uh, I don't know. What, I heard a, a lot Alan Covert is the. It's... Alan Covert is. Oh. Alan Covert is the main character in this film. Okay, and I believe it is a this Happy is actually Madison a movie production. I don't like. This is actually a movie I don't <laughs> like. This that's got to be Grandma's Boy. It is Grandma's Boy. Yeah, which I don't like. It's so funny. Um, it, I've only seen it I, once. It was so long ago. Yeah, There's I saw a lot it in the of, theater, uh, and I was like so bummed out. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more. I've got um, these, so I'm hoping you can get a little bit of these. These are longer clips, so maybe you can catch a little bit of this. Uh, yeah. I feel like you're gonna get this first one. I have nothing more to give chance and it's time for you to be on your own but I want you with me I love you shadow you've learned everything you need chance I love you shadow but you yeah, learned okay, everything good. you need. Uh, yeah, chance. that's homeward bound I I yes. heard the beginning of it and then it dropped out but oh. yeah homeward bound sick oh, okay sick all right all right, um, I'm gonna give you Howard the Duck because that one was uh, that was was a, an operator error. Um, <laughs> this is this last one is the most heartfelt one, and I, it gives it brings tears to my eyes a little bit. I'm hoping that you can hear this in its entirety. But here we go. Here's number ten. Charlie, will I ever see you again? Sure, sure you will, kid. You know, goodbyes aren't forever. Then goodbye, Charlie. I love you. Could you hear any of that? I did. Um, gosh, off the top of my head, I, I, this one I'm having the toughest time with. Um, this was 1989. Charlie was the name of the character you were talking about. That yes, I heard. and she's this little um, this little girl is saying goodbye to Charlie. Is this an animated film? Yes, it is. It is an animated is, film. Uh, it's an animated film, Charlie. Um, and this, I'll tell you what, this is Judith Barcy. We talked about her on um, on the Littlefoot uh, Land oh. Before Time. So this is Judith Barcy okay. um, as Anne-Marie. And Burt Reynolds is the character for this animated Whoa. creature. Uh, which I didn't actually know that. Burt Reynolds. If I give you a hint of it being a, a, a pup. This yeah, a, no, I figured it a was dog. a dog, but I'm wondering if I didn't know that Burt Reynolds was in something. I, like, I did I not. I say Oliver and Company, but I don't think it's that. I tried um, to find a clip for Oliver and Company. I couldn't find it. This one, oh, though, is different, um, and it is All Dogs Go to Heaven. All Dogs Go to Heaven. I haven't seen it since probably Oh, man, like it just brought back so many. Oh, man, that's good. I was sentimental watching this again. Oh man! So if anyone else got, got 10 out of 10, good for you guys. Yeah, call us. <laughs> David had a few technical... Pod. Yeah, technical issues that he had to. I'm gonna call to, it seven out of ten. I'm seven yeah. out of ten is still pretty good, and that's about the kind of student I was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was our bye bye love thing. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. I think I heard a 
pick slide that time. <laughs> yes, yeah. as I put in there right at the beginning. <laughs> Sweet. All right. That, that was what I had. That was the little the game that I put together after finding out. Sick. I, I tried to look for some quotes and I thought, you know what? I got I got 10 videos I can put together. For, yeah, why not? For David. <laughs> All right. Let me so. take a look at, uh, and see some of the stuff I've got here. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I said, what is with this title? Um, and then I said, bye bye love on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Uh Oh, did they say something about it? Let's open this link and see what they say. Open it. Let's see what they say. Oh, right. Okay, hold on. They uh, showed a lullaby version of Bye Bye Love available online, and they tweeted about it. Let me send you this link since my computer is like completely dead now. And was it was it not from the Sparrow Sleeps? No, this is dinealonerecords.com slash sickkids. Um, I don't even know. Maybe it's not available on their website. Um, maybe you have to like straight up buy it, which I did not do. Oh, and Sick Kids Dine Alone Records is not found. So somewhere out there is a lullaby version of Bye Bye Love. And Jimmy Eat World tweeted about it um, at some point. I'm going to have to send this to you because the iOS 14 beta doesn't show dates. <laughs> Yo, it is. It says Dine Alone Lullabies by Sparrow Sleeps. Oh, I see. Interesting. I wonder why. Uh, oh, then this would be the best episode to have Sparrow Sleeps on. Um, yeah. Uh, so maybe Sparrow Sleeps is the guest on this episode because <laughs> I've yeah, reached man. out and they're down. Um, I just need to uh, get them on the show. How did that not come up? Because yeah. I thought I owned. Um... This is a different one, though. This is. Oh, I love this. Which volume is this? So yeah, this is not on their Chase the Nightlight record. record. No, this is a different one that is titled Dine Alone Lullabies. Oh. So it released December 4th, 2015. Oof, I love it. So this is a compilation. So maybe Dine Alone Records booted this band off of their labels because they're like, no, Sparrow Sleeps is where it's at. <laughs> uh, on this one, so various artists, Dine Alone Lullabies, uh, but, and it says by Sparrow Sleeps. So they've got, uh, let's see these bands on here. They've got City in Color, Vanessa Carlton, Jimmy Eat World, Alexis on Fire, Arkells, Tokyo Police Club, Attack in Black, The Sheepdogs, Yukon Blonde, Lucius, Broncho, Hannah Gior- Georges. Twin Forks, Monster Truck, Monine, and Quicksand. Whoa, Twin Forks. Hell yeah. Yeah, Back to You. Love Back to You. Yeah, so this is a five-year-old album. Oh, man, yeah. I love this, though. They've got the they've got four full stacks, uh, a moon, and then f- six sleeping babies below them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's nice. awesome. Um, so other than this leaking early, I don't have a demo of it, and it's never been played live. That I could find. Yeah. Did you find it being played? Anywhere? No, I couldn't find it play, being wow. played live. No. Um, somebody on, uh, I guess this counts as community. Somebody on Reddit. I, yeah, I think it was in the emo subreddit. I can't open any of my links very easily. Um, yeah, <laughs> in the emo subreddit, uh, somebody made a top 50 songs from 2014. And they listed this as number two. Wow. Now, I don't know if maybe it's number two that they added to the playlist. Like, maybe it's not ranked. But uh, it's on there. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought that was sort of an interesting thing. 
it's on there with Sunny Day Real Estate, Jawbreaker, Texas. So yeah, like what's crazy is, hold on, this is, I think it's even on this countdown. No, it's specifically 50 songs from 2014. So this person made an emo playlist, 100 songs of emo from 94 to 2014, and then 50 songs from 2014 revised. But still, whether or not it was placed at number two intentionally, thinking about it on and that second spot, you know, like let's say they go through in their mind the second song they come off of. Right. Still, very, very uh, honorable mention or a uh, placement. Totally. Um, and then, let's see. Is this where I'm talking about my thing, my thing I'm excited about? No, I just talked about, I guess what we could do is play this. Um, uh, uh, this is the closest thing we have is Jim playing give me a sweetheart um uh i'm playing it on my end that doesn't help because you can't hear it um (laughs) that did record at least but uh i'm gonna send this to you since i can't even do watch together now um and we can play here a little bit of jim playing an everly brother song that's not bye bye love all right here we go give me a sweetheart oh i I love that picture of him yeah it's so cool this is actually my least favorite song on his uh ep too (laughs) Which oh, we'll talk yeah? about on a future Patreon episode. It sounds like garbage. Oh, geez. Uh, you want me to play this in the watch together, you said, or just on it on its own? No, no, I can't even see watch together right now. Gotcha. All right, here you go. Grow me a heart that won't cheat, but will be just for me. It's so undeniably the Everly Brothers, <laughs> right? Isn't that? It's it's. But just, why does this cover sound like that? I I I don't know. You know, you see the comment down here from uh, Tim Van Aylst. Um, is it supposed to have all the instruments sound like they're being played through broken speakers or? Right. It sounds like you just turn the gain all the way up, but then the volume yeah. down, so it's not actually peaking. But it sounds like right. I, I mean, you got to do it once, right, to say that you did it. I guess. Yeah. This is the yeah. Time. Yeah. And maybe that's just to put more of the focus on the harmonies. He's doing both of the Everly Brothers parts there. You know, he's right. got his own his own harmony underneath, and maybe that's why he did it was because it was more about the vocals and not necessarily the uh, the arrangement. Or I'm sorry, the 
the production of the vocal or the, the the sound just necessarily his vocal arrangement. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Who so, can yeah, tell? there's there's the other Everly Brothers track that Jim has actually done that he's admitted totally. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and then uh I guess I'm sort of starting to get into community a little bit. What do you have for community? So I just for my community, I just grabbed a couple of those reviews from a, a few different sources. And I'll, I'll do this one last. But I, the, the first one I wanted to go through was 34street.com. Did you get that article? 34th Street? Mm, uh, it's not easy for me to see, but I don't got, think so. <laughs> so this one was by Cassandra Kiriazis. And her name so I, was Cassandra. Yeah, a very, I think it's a, a beautiful Greek last name too. Kiriazis or Kiriazis. Uh, written on June fourteenth, twenty thirteen. So probably one of the the like the the press articles that they did afterward, the the press release uh, reviews. Um, she goes on to say, "Please say no and no never more. Uh, achieve their goals well, but the album hits a little bump with the too slow bye bye love. The song might have worked mm. better if two of the three preceding songs hadn't been slowing it down since the rocking high point. That is, I will steal you back. However, bye bye love is True. almost unbearably slow." Surrounded by more slow songs, this space in the album could have been utilized much better with something angry and fast to keep the listeners more interested. Instead, Bye Bye Love might even lose its listeners before the last and best, in parentheses, song of the album, You Were Good. Consider this explicit advice to keep listening because that last track is worth it. I mean, they ended up giving it a grade of a B plus, um, and and she went on to say that you got to download You Were Good. Um but I don't know if I, I didn't read the entire. I mean, there's not a lot to it, but I didn't read the entire article. I don't know if she grasped that it was, it it was a a relationship from beginning to end, essentially. I mean, not not exactly, but right. I mean, I don't know that I ever did tell people were telling me that it was uh, right, right. And so she, maybe she just thought that these, this is the slow part. This is the bad part of the relationship. This is when everything's kind of kind of falling apart and going bad for one or two of the parties in this relationship. So that's likely why it was so slow uh for her but uh i mean she did end up saying that damage won't leave your ears awestruck but with musical brilliance but maybe it's not supposed to uh this compilation is the mac and cheese of jimmy albums offering the honest lyrics and solid melodies that fans have come to love over their long and lucrative musical career but maybe not quite living up to the almost impossible expectations set by futures and bleed american (laughs) yeah i guess i guess that's true Uh, yeah and then around the same time, so this is that was on June. What day did I say? Fourteenth? Yeah, June fourteenth. A few days before, from punknews.org, they go on to say, and these these reviews are a little bit nicer. Who wrote the article? Uh, this one is Brian Yancey. Oh, reviewer okay, so gave not, it four um, out of five stars. Brian, yeah, not Brian, but Brian, like salty. But, uh, Brian. We had uh, uh, Greg Simpson from This Might Be a Podcast. He writes for Punk News, so that's why. I was oh, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> yeah, right. That that name would have uh, set off some alarms if I saw Greg Simpson on there, though. So Brian Yancey, <laughs> haven't had him on yet. Uh, he goes on to say, really, Adkins is pre- uh, pretty reserved throughout Damage, while the music tends to louden and hover over him. While Damage is relatively mid-tempo throughout, its final two tracks switch that up a bit. Bye Bye Love is an overt exercise in the loud, quiet dynamic with slow, sonically minimal verses that burst into huge, crunchy choruses, which I love Jimmy that. Jimmy World's good at that. Oh, I love that's what I love about this. And I know you said you you didn't really like the verses, but I love how Jim t- 
takes those four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The chorus, the choruses takes those four lines in each one of the chorus um, in each one of those choruses. And then I have noted down that in what what's noted as the bridge in genius. That's when he sings out full voice where it's that full on bye bye love. And that's when he just I feel like he is just outside screaming it to the heavens like bye bye love. At 3 so, yeah, a.m. too. That's a rude. Yeah, man. That's rude. This must be downtown LA. This has got to be downtown LA. Yeah. Better be in the arts district or something. <laughs> yeah. And the last little thing I have to I have to include here, and I thought this was really funny. This is live nation TV global.com. So the, the that's URL where I go for this to get all my hardest. Oh, I know. Of- I don't know how I came across this. It looks like a mobile site because I, I'm seeing a, a <laughs> it's an oversized logo, and then there's a little search icon in the top right. So it's lntvglobal.com forward slash default blog article. Check this out. It's titled The Nine Saddest Songs Jimmy Eat World Ever Released in, uh, in brackets October to change this. So they never updated the second <laughs> half. It says October dash change this. Awesome. Thank you, LNTV staff. There is no uh, there's no one to uh, attribute this error to, but I love it. October to change this. <laughs> It's like, don't put <laughs> this on the cake. Happy birthday. Don't put this on the cake. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's exactly that. And what they said was, uh, bye bye love, damage 2013. They've quoted, there's so much I could wish for. I, there's so much I wish I could hold instead of carrying memories. They say, the song itself is slow enough to be a lullaby, but a bit more intense than your average ballad. These two verses are anguish enough lyrically, but it's the last almost three minutes of hearing them repeat bye bye love as it builds intensity that truly make you want to break out the ice cream and look at photos of your ex in the dark, which I completely agree well, with that so sentiment. Is, specific. <laughs> as it builds intensity that truly make you want to break out the ice cream and look at photos of your ex in the dark. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, man, what is that? Which there is a tradition that Lindsay and I have, and when we go to Big Bear... We will go to the Vons down there, and we'll get a small pint of Ben and Jerry's, the the Tonight Dough. Have you had that? It's so good, man. Of what? It Sorry, is, I was trying to fix. It's called the here. Tonight. You get a small pint of what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Tonight, tonight dough. dough. It's Jimmy Fallon's flavor. It's it's got like everything that we want in it. <laughs> nice. And I, she said when we went last time, she said there's it wasn't in the store anymore. So I don't know if they've discontinued it or what. Oh what? Just this past trip, yeah, because I've seen it very, yeah, this recently. past trip. Oh, okay, yeah, it looks like it's uh, still sa- at the, sale. On I went to the Ben what? and Jerry's at the mall a couple weeks ago when I went to get my AirPod replaced, and yeah, uh, they had a new flavor that had everything I like in it. I wonder if they just renamed it, so I don't remember what the name of it was, but it had like brownies, peanut butter, and something else. Oh, there's no dough in it, so yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, check this. So it's still on sale at Target.com. So okay. it's not out. Maybe just Vons was out of stock that that uh, July 4th yeah. weekend. This is it. Uh, it's caramel and chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookie swirl and gobs of chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter cookie dough. Yeah. That's <laughs> Jeez. Good. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I, that's, I also uh, like Stephen Colbert's uh, Americone <laughs> Dream, which yeah, I, that's a good one. Do too. they still sell that? Because he's not Stephen Colbert anymore. Um, he's not that character. 
Right. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe that one's. I, I didn't check at Target. Um, it's still on their website. Americone Dream. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Still on sale. Benandjerry.com. Oh, it's for sale at uh, Target Walmart. <laughs> that one doesn't have quite as many five star reviews as uh, the Tonight Dough, but it's uh, still very good. So <laughs> oh, that was man. what I had for my the articles that uh, mentioned this track. So okay, one was well, a little little bit of a poo poo, and then the other ones were pretty good. Good news is, is I've been able to, without stopping recording, remotely reboot my router, and it seems to be yes. back up and running here. Um, so uh, I have uh, a couple of things, uh, a couple Survivor things that I'm not going to read because Reddit is grounded. Um, but this guy, Wyatt Lewis, on Facebook, <laughs> he says he gave an interpretation on this song. I walked out at 3 a.m., Coward inside me told me so. I couldn't stand to lie with you because when I do, it's I can tell. It, uh, when I do, I can tell it's bye bye love. Listen to this on a drive today, and it reminds me of the time I left an ex's house around 3 a.m. Ironically, and I of course had to listen to this at the time. Damage may get a lot of hate, but honestly, when you're going through a rough relationship or breakup, it's much needed. So that's what Wyatt Lewis on Facebook in the Facebook group said. Um. And then guess where this lands on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. Ooh. Bye bye love. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, it doesn't land. <laughs> the fact that you uh, didn't it, say it's in his uh top. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to think, to think of something ah, clever it's to say. Outside <laughs> his top one hundred. <laughs> um and, and to support that, I did a quick search on Chorus FM. Uh and for the most part, it's you can tell it's like a generally a generally unliked track. Like nobody actively dislikes it. It's just uh, not doing it for a lot of people. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, there's this guy, wise guy, um, on uh, on Reddit, and I don't think he's in the Jimmy world now. Yeah, this is music guides. So there's a music guides subreddit, and this guy wrote a guide to Jimmy World. So I'm actually gonna reference this guide. Uh, going Ooh, for this album huh? so yeah so i i guess people just come to music guys sub music guide music guides sub uh and wise guy um did the guide to jimmy world and i suppose that there's probably one for weezer and there's probably one for blink 182 and there's probably one for all these other bands so let's read the the head of this guy's post here and then I'll read his specifically his Bye Bye Love one. And uh, I see episode four on here. Maybe we'll read a couple of the ones for episodes we've done. So couldn't see how this board could go without a guide to Jimmy Eat World. I tend to favor Jimmy Eat World's more melodic and ballad songs. So keep that in mind through this guide. Jimmy Eat World, Jew, arose out of the somewhat dull rock scene of Phoenix, Arizona, with a blend of introspective emotional lyrics with post grunge, followed by more alternative rock and poppy music. Their early efforts were more of uh, the early 90s emo sound, Sunny Day Real Estate, and early Get Up Kids. They reached massive worldwide commercial success with 2001's The Middle off Bleed American. Admittedly, this song, like the most of the rest of the world, was my first exposure to the band, but I have since grown to love all of their releases, which are widely available. The growth in musicianship and writing quality can clearly be seen with each release chronologically jimmy eat world has in my opinion continued to deliver solid music through their most recent albums have uh although their most recent albums have begun to sound quite similar 
in the and let's see when this was written seven years ago yeah i was, so, gonna, I was gonna ask that this is okay. right after damage right around this time yeah 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 uh uh in the five or so times I've seen them at different points in their career, they're somewhat journeymen with, tur- with touring. They have never disappointed. Large venue or small concert hall, they always make a point to play the older stuff and really limit the new music nobody knows they play at each show. If you're a fan of the genre, this band should be a must listen. Which So I think that's a really good, fair, three-paragraph intro yeah. to the band. And I, I mean, I suppose that's what I, I didn't poke around this subreddit at all, but I suppose this uh, sub is probably full of good primers. And the idea, I guess, is to introduce somebody to a, to this band. Right. So I think Wise Guy Um uh, did a good job here. Yeah. Um, yeah. He supplies them a uh, spot, a Spotify playlist of selected tracks. Um, oh, that's even better. And then he also, all other links are YouTube links. So maybe for old stuff or B-side stuff or stuff that's not on Spotify. So let's go through and read specifically the Bye Bye Love entry. So this is, you know, right a year after this record came out. So he's he's given Bye Bye Love some love. And then we'll poke around and see what songs we've done <laughs> that he's reviewed. Uh, the, again, this is to fill our episode that doesn't have a lot of stuff. Bye Bye Love is my favorite new track from this album. The last chorus is awesome, and Jim's slightly delayed delivery is perfect. So that's what he gets. Little blurbs. This is easily digestible um, stuff. So uh, we've got his take on Last Christmas is a George Michael Wham! cover, and Jimmy World does a great job with it. It's it's a regular holiday (laughs) jam for me. They do drop one of the verses, but it's still a solid cover. And I remember us talking about that on the uh, episode. Yes, yeah um we did wham did we do disintegration maybe i can uh, reference our discography page. dude i was i'm already there yeah oh hell yeah <laughs> that was on uh, we did yes number 27 we okay, did episode that, 27 okay i thought so uh disintegration this uh the build in this song is fantastic the mood set by the heavy drumming on the snares and Oh, yes, yes, yes. On the snares and toms is so brooding. This remains one of my favorite dark Jimmy Eat World songs. Uh, And yeah, I think that's a terrific interpretation. I love that he mentions the drums like we did. Um, Yeah. Oh, we did Dizzy, correct? Uh, Yes, we did Dizzy. All right. That was episode five. That's an uh, early track. A more, uh, that's a more, I, I get a more of a pass since that was so long ago. That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dizzy is a solid love song album ender. Jim gets real emotional with his singing after the three minute mark. And it's just great. Uh, and let's see what else we got. 23. Oh, how Jimmy Eat World loves their long ballad songs. 23 hits all the right notes at the right times. This is one of their most epic songs they have, and seeing them play it live was one of the highlights of my musical life. Uh, oh, nothing wrong. Uh, he did. Ooh. He did give it two words. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I, I think which I think he separated. Bye bye love. No, bye bye love is correct. Okay. Um, nothing wrong is a late album rocker which shows some of the heaviest Jimmy Eat World gets. Someone in here was getting some screams in the microphone when we were all. Uh, what someone in there was getting some screams in the microphone, which were all the rage among the emo kids these days. Jimmy world adds 
it in a repress in a repressed way, which shouldn't rub all the anti screamers the wrong way. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, Futures is an explosive tr- uh, rock opener, chock full of dirty power chords. It is a great. It sets a great pace for this album. And a praise chorus. Catchy alternative rock songs are what Jimmy World does. Really cool melody to some of the group's favorite tracks. Really cool medley to some of the group's favorite tracks at the end of the song. Crimson and Clover, etc. For me, this is heaven. Oh, I love when songs are referenced by other groups that follow. Andrew McMahon of Something Corporate references this ballad in his own Constantine. Can you still feel the butterflies? Mm. Um, And... Uh, episode four. I think this might be the last one. I went in reverse chronological order, I guess. As far as I know, this is Tom's only crooner as a lead vocalist. This is a good hint at Jimmy World's habit of putting a couple ballads on each release. I think Wise Guy Um has a good grasp on the band, and we will yeah, revisit absolutely. his post in the future uh, since he's got a ton of other songs on here. Um, and I guess i could read this one comment from mr monument uh six years ago so this was almost a year after the post uh i guess before reddit because don't they like close comments after three months or something it's like the thread is archived um anyway mr monument posted about a year later awesome guide i started listening to jimmy world around futures and thus for so long thought it was their best album you're right they definitely started to go downhill since then <laughs> but between clarity bleed oh, american features i think it all comes down to stylistic differences clarity's jimmy world very raw but amazing especially when they play these songs live bleed american was them finding them their feet more technically and experimenting but the actual songwriting itself is very familiar if not a bit more pop on some songs futures took it more of a dark turn for the better and produce something very different between the three. I only think you can rate down clarity because of the technical imperfections. Um, okay. Well, that was all I have for really uh, filling up the, cl- uh, the community. Um, so glad that we found the Dynalone records version. And I believe you created a rave DJ match mashup as did I. So let's um, hear I, we're going to go with yours, though. The one that I created um, oh, as as I listened uh-huh. to it, I, li- I, I created two and neither was worth um, listening. So I'd like to go through oh, yours. I honestly don't remember mine, but I said that there's a dope bridge section. Um, I literally I don't even know what song I mashed it up with. So let me open up because I just don't touch trust watch together uh, with rave DJ links because I haven't uploaded it to our gotcha. YouTube yet. Um but go ahead and play. What is this called? Make by make by love. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And this is the one that I searched. Uh, we were on the same YouTube account, and I saw the previous search for this one. So I figured and you so had it. It's funny. The reason I did it was because "Make Damn Sure" is uh, "Taking Back Sunday" song. "Make Damn Sure" is also a three-word, one-word song. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, this will be cheeky." <laughs> And they're pretty close in beats uh, or in tempo, right? I think they were so, something yeah. like that. I looked at, looking back at it, it was uh, one forty and one twenty, so it's a little bit faster. All right, yep. let's see what it sounds like.
I don't feel like there was enough Jimmy Eat World in there. Hopefully there was enough what? There wasn't enough Jimmy Eat World in that one. Oh, yeah. No, it was very Taking Back Sunday heavy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I yeah, like some of the... Yours was way better than mine. Uh, what, which, what did you mash it up with? We don't have to play it. Uh, let me go. So am I... Let me go back to over here because I'm logged into mine. So I did... Uh, I did Synesthesia and Bye Bye Love. Oh, love Synesthesia. I know. I love them separately, not together. And no, yeah. then I, <laughs> I also did the cars, which I like. The, the best thing that came out of this one was the title, which was Bye Bye Love by Love. And <laughs> oh, yeah. But that one didn't really mesh well either. I was hoping it was going to be better. So neither of those yeah. was really uh, worth listening to, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I, I did want to say that, like, so, I, and I'll probably continue down this path of you letting Toonbat sort of dictate what it is we mash stuff up with, unless something right. is really cheeky and just go. But uh, uh, when we started this Rave DJ rabbit hole, um, we have now opened up that even there's a mashups channel on the Jimmy Eat World Discord now. Yeah, which I'm Dedicated loving. to Rave DJ mashups. And so I wanted to play give air to one right now that was so good and i couldn't believe it. i don't even know why so kevin brown did this one and i don't even know why oh well, i i assume he did actually you pasted these in from the general thread yeah uh so that they were all in the same place but the hypnotized 555 mix oh man is so good and we've already <laughs> done 555 so we don't have to play the whole thing oh it didn't copy the link how do I copy the link? Do you know? Um, are you able to get on the Discord quickly? Let's see. Yes, it's to, it's coming you, up. Uh, okay. Oh, to the directly to the channel. To the even oh. just to the vid to the video, but it wouldn't anyway. It wouldn't go if you're able to play it. It just came out so well, and now Danny from Sadie Hawkins Pod has just like gone down the rabbit hole of making mashups himself, and even he was like, "Yeah, for some reason, everything on Toonbat just doesn't work as well as him just coming up with." other ways that things are linked in funny ways so all right let's see i copy and pasted them here we go this is five 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 yeah x <laughs> is that it yeah five 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 x hypnotize yeah here we go <laughs> yeah That's really good, man. Kevin it's Brown so put that one good. together, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so. We we pasted it from the general chat, but I, I'm gonna yeah. give it to 
all, all attributed to Kevin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just like, like how do you even think to put those two songs together? Yeah. I don't even know, but they work. I thought really well. Um, so yeah, rave DJ man. Uh, yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's take it. Uh, let's take a look. Um, okay somebody i found a i found something but it turned out to be an isley brothers cover i did want to play an isley brothers cover though and i wanted to play a cars cover by another band so go ahead have i ever what check out this bye bye love cover and look at the man's name i know james adkins right so I came across this guy years and years ago, randomly Googling Jim Adkins. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And had a, he's a musician. He's got his own website and all. Maybe we should try to get Jim Adkins on this episode. Yeah. I think we should try to get Jim Adkins on this episode because (laughs) I, obviously I had like this knee jerk reaction. Like who the fuck is this guy? But he's great. Like play it. It's, it's it's really good. I'm glad to hear it. They sound really good. Yeah. And I'm glad it came up in my search and now the 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 streams have crossed it's terrific <laughs> and um I, you said isley brothers but i think you meant everly brothers right oh yeah <laughs> my bad <laughs> <laughs> no I, I said someone was off i was like is there an isley brothers cover i didn't come across but yeah i was that's actually worth uh watching the big virginia duo they're really good jim atkins we'll get him on here scott and what a name like scott slay he plays That's the uh, the mandolin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slay the mandolin. Slabada the mandolin. <laughs> Slabada mandolin. Well, here, before we get into the other covers, let me play this one real quick. I came across this one on SoundCloud, and this uh, this coincides with the episode of Growing Up Punk that I listened to today, which I was waiting for their Alkaline Trio episode. Oh, yeah. And this is Alkaline Trio. I'm going to put this. Do we have the watch together link up? Is that there? Um, well, I did. Uh, let's see. It's and now it's saying welcome to watch. Together. Oh, I guess I'm in it. Yeah, I'm in it. OK. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, that comes up. All right here. This is Bye Bye Love, the Cars version by Alkaline Trio. What? Yeah. Right. And you can hear that in the background, there's there's some organ music. Yeah. Dude, I'm such a sucker for uh, moogs and synths. Check this oh, out yeah. in two minutes. I'll play a little bit here. Oh. 
my gosh, that just gets me. <laughs> I love Matt Skiba's voice. He sounds a yeah, lot Matt's like got a great Benjamin voice. Orr. Oh, yeah. I don't know who. The, oh, it, I guess the guy from the cars, right? Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, and, but yeah, I, I mean, that. I just love his voice in general, but he just sounds a lot like Benjamin Orr. So I came across that one. I felt like that uh, I, I had to play that because that was a uh, really good cover. And I came across that on uh, SoundCloud where I came up dry on Bye Bye Love. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what do you have for covers then? I have a guitar cover. Um, but you know what? Give me a sec. Let me that doesn't that doesn't sit right with me. I have a feeling I made a playlist and then didn't write everybody down. Uh, so uh, why don't you? Oh, you! Oh, I know what you're going to play. Um let me take. Yeah, a look I've got. I've got quick. only. I've only got three. One of the four was I have in quotes James Adkins. I, I had his list. Oh right, yeah. too. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I have two guitar covers and then one, um, the other drum cover that we talked about earlier today. Uh, so the guitar cover I have. Yeah, let's see which one it is. It's uh, this guy, and we can play this guy. Um, ben Langstad. Interesting. I I guess that's why you have two guitarists in the band. But he goes down to that F sharp instead of back yeah. up again. And I would have assumed it was just the same three chords the whole song. I was like, oh man, it, and it is. It, it's all it's all the same chords. It's G, D, and C uh, over the whole thing. I mean, you look at the tab. If oh, I go is back this to the guy's tab, is his guitar tune? Yeah, down? he's got it down half a step. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, but it's just those same three chords over and over. You just add in the, <laughs> and basketball the distortion. Never stops. Usually I don't do these play longs, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not sure uh, why I necessarily went with these. Um, uh, now, let me ask you this, man. Uh, you're, you're going to a live show. Do you like, uh, you're watching a front man. Do you like the guitarist on the side that is animated or the one kind of like Tom that just, you know, just plays his music? Oh. And, and what, what what do you like? Is it is it a mix or... Yeah, I, I couldn't. Know. I couldn't stand still. Like this guy is standing still. Um, I couldn't stand this still for that long and play. I think these I chords. want the animated guy because, like, let, yeah. uh, I, I think about yourself being on stage. I right. hate being on stage, and like whether I'm in the whether I'm the front man or not, I don't want to appear bored or boring. Right. So like. I I vividly have memories of being on stage saying I'm not doing enough right now and then trying to start doing stuff. Um, right. Uh, yeah, and I was kind so, of acting, asking, thinking about it as from a musician standpoint is I'm looking at this this person play um, and I just it's a little too static for me. Yeah. For well, me watching you know, this for four and a half minutes. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I'm in the um, wrong. I realized before before we continue down the cover train, I have off topic stuff uh, like uh, like the not covers, like like uh, like the the other things that I want to do before we finish up the covers. Uh, do, will you indulge me? Sure. The first is this guy did choreography to the song. Did you see this guy? I have this not. I didn't, I didn't watch any choreography. Kitchingham, Brady Kitchingham. This guy does interpretive dance and it's good. Let's check it out. interpretation of the song it's so yeah, tight right now if you do yeah so check out brady kitching kitching him if you can uh it's a short clip it's like 46 seconds but i could imagine i could i could picture that rather seeing that on stage where it's properly lit and him and somebody else doing some kind of uh interpretive dance together oh man that'd be beautiful right yeah so brady kitching him so cool yeah we'll we'll post that to the socials because uh, that was fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Um, second, we know Nightcore, but have you ever heard Daycore? No. Is that and just you, the normal song? I don't know. I, I don't think so. If if Nightcore is the song sped up, my guess would be that it's the song slowed down. Oh, but yes. Let's, uh, let's take a listen together and learn a little bit about Daycore. Yeah, you're right. This is so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. I walked out at 3 a.m. Coward inside told me so. So I couldn't hear it. How did Jim's voice sound? <laughs> it's sleepy. Very Sleep. sleepy. <laughs> Which is seems like the opposite of nightcore and decore, but maybe if you're up all night, you know, doing speed and and uh, yeah. whatever those things are, by the daytime you're so sleepy. I imagine that Jim would be yawning after this first verse. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. It, it's definitely slowed down. Um, what else was I gonna say about this? I mean, I, I'm glad that somebody's putting something out there. Yeah, sure. You know, we're we're listening to it, Matthew Galmus. And then we've got both Megan Golding and Lenora Avons have oh, their uh, lyric videos. So if you would indulge me, sir. Absolutely. Uh, I've got it ready. Speech to text. Uh, yeah, I'll, baby. Our first I'll do um, uh, uh, Megan Golding, who, if I remember correctly, does not have intro music. Okay. I walked out at 3 a.m. The coward inside told me so. I couldn't stand to lie with you. Cause when I do then I can tell. It's bye bye love. Bye bye love. It's bye bye love. Bye bye love. 
It's it's so spooky. <laughs> oh man. That was which one was that one? That was uh Megan Golding. That was Megan Golding. And what's the other one's name? Lenora Avons. Okay, I and like she I don't know. It does have intro music. I kind of like it cuz then it it the intro just kind of it, it clears your palate before you get into I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> So uh, here comes Lenora Avance. Right. And again, I can't hear your end. So I'm probably just going to play it until I feel like I'm not playing it anymore. So. Yeah. Or, it's, it's you know, gonna be, I, I got a short little bit. So. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> here it comes, baby. I want to feel that golden light. Watch summer dancing through your hair. There's so much I wish I could hold. Instead of carrying memories, bye bye love, bye bye love. It's bye bye love, bye bye love. <laughs> yeah. I definitely caught enough of it to know it sounded awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always do. UK yeah. English, uh, there's no name. There's no name associated with this one like the other uh, TTS robot. Yeah. But you know what? UK English always delivers. Okay, so that's all I have. Sorry. Um, uh, and now we can finish up with your covers. Okay. Um, so I only had two more. Did you have... Oh, man, it doesn't show me the preview on this one. I got to click it again. Dennis S. Maybe a bit about is writing the other the guitarist. Names. It's probably... Yes. Yep. That's the one. So this one didn't have any rating on this. You know, I, I kind of prejudge these... Uh, the covers that we go through by, um, you know, the... The rating that's on here. This guy's got none. It's a seven-year-old um, post. Awesome. Very, like a month after the album came out, right? Yeah. So I must have really liked this one. Uh, do you have this one? You want to do this and watch together? I got it ready if you don't. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and play it and watch okay, together. Okay, so this, yeah, this is Dennis S., Oh, dude, he turned up the volume knob. Oh! <laughs> Did you ever do that before you had a uh, a pedal? I had just the gain knob on my amp. I never had a volume amp. pedal. Never? Oh, oh yeah, I guess what? I mean, no. Wait. Yeah, before I had any kind of any kind of distortion or any kind of volume pedals, all I had was the gain knob on my amp, and I, I'm not going to walk over to my amp and crank it. So what I would do is I would turn the gain up to where I want, and then I would use my my pinky to turn the volume down a little bit. Nice. And it sounds kind of like what this guy's doing, where he wanted to crank it for the the chorus. Maybe that's clever, man. I mean, yes. it, it, it serves the same purpose. Right. And he writes down at the bottom. Did you, did you see his description? The uh, simple no, but brilliant, it? easy as hell to play, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. 
87 views. Dennis S. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And, our and then final only have, one. Yes. We've got theories. We have theories here. Now, I'll, I'll, want me to play this one inside the watch together here? Uh, yeah, yeah, please. Okay, here we go. So what are we theorizing here, David? <laughs> so the the theory, and I'm I'm looking into it as we play it. This is posted by user Joshman071888, which makes me think that this guy's birthday is coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 32nd birthday is coming up. Um, so we were like, oh, Joshman, that sounds familiar. And so we sort of look over on Discord and we see, oh, there's a user that we know on here who's Joshman PD. And we're like, okay, is it possibly the same person? Check that same user's Twitter profile. Also, Joshman random series of numbers. That's uh-huh. our friend Danger Gavin. So is this Danger Gavin? I so don't get know. This, Justin. All right. I googled the name joshman i was like is that like a full name and Uh apparently it is oh (laughs) so maybe (laughs) it's like when you run across somebody like like one of my best friends is his name's wendell it's not a very common name but it's not a very weird name so like it'd be like coming across another wendell Uh uh-huh so this just says that joshman is of english origin 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 uh, the meaning is, oh, it has, <laughs> uh, it has an empty place where you can submit a meeting, and then there's an alternate meeting where they just assign like uh, uh, attributes to each letter. Uh, oh, I love that! Then, I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> yeah, and then it says, "How unique is the name Joshman?" Out of six million. 28,151 records in the U.S. Social Security Administration public data. The first name Joshman was not present. So it's not a very common oh name. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. so I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is Danger Gavin playing drums on Bye Bye Love, and we've discovered yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Well, if that's the case, then we have a drummer in our midst. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. And and, so, yeah. and the audio is a little blown out, but plays really well. 
I mean, he's, he was playing the uh, the post on the hi hat just now. So while he doesn't right. have like a cowbell, he's making use of the drum set in its entirety. But nice. the guy does look like a musician. You can see in the foreground, it looks like some kind of microphone. Over on the side, there is a hard shell case for a guitar, so he's probably got a nice one in there. Um, he's got a nice pack of uh, sticks down there. Yep. So, if it is Danger Gavin, played really well, man. Totally. <sighs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Bye Bye Love? Yeah, even though it's Bye, at position yeah. 9 when it should be at position 10, I really love this this song, if I could reorder those tracks, I would. Uh, aside from that, man, it's a, it's a it's a hard hitter for me. I know you don't. The chorus isn't uh, you know your favorite, but I think that's the best part of this um, that he builds that on that. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's a winner for me, man. What do you think, David? It's just as fine as it was before <laughs> I started. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It uh, it's unoffensive. Um, it's completely fine. I really like the verses. I love that it's in 6-4 time. I'm so glad that I uh, found that out. And uh, outside of that, I guess um, it's, you know, it's really just getting me to uh, You Were Gone. Or what's the last name on yeah. What's the last song on Damage? You Were, you were Good. You Were Good. <laughs> you Were Good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he meant, he lists like five things that you were. And uh, so it's easy yeah. to forget. <laughs> well, I can I can express um, my uh, you know my my meh thought when we get to you are good, but until then I'm gonna you know I, I really like this <laughs> yeah one. exactly yeah and uh, um for sure man so yeah uh uh other than that uh I guess we'll have to find out if our kids are gonna go back to school soon and and if they're not and they're really upset I'm just gonna sit west down and say you know what it's just important that we stay home and continue to be excellent to each other (laughs) and charlotte jack party on dudes all right everybody we have a special surprise uh for you this uh early this morning uh we have james adkins of james adkins music on jimmy e pod now david and i haven't led anybody astray uh, not intentionally anyway uh you know there's there's other james adkins out there this one just happens to be a musician as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we came across your video uh, because I showed you that uh, the track that we were doing this week, which was uh, Jimmy Eat World's Bye Bye Love. They happened to put it all in one word. Yeah. And But when people were doing covers for this, we were searching for covers on YouTube. Not everyone put it in as that, that full word. So if somebody had uh, a YouTube video that didn't expi- explicitly say that this was the Everly Brothers cover, we checked it out. And so he and I both separately clicked on your video that was titled Big Virginia Duo Bye Bye Love. And the thing that caught our eye, aside from from your both of your amazing um, voices and, and your professionalism here, was James Adkins. So. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we trapped you guys. We, we, we yeah. put that trap out there for everybody. <laughs> and it snagged us, man. You snared us. <laughs> so this, was, this video was from about seven years ago, the Big Virginia Duo doing Bye Bye Love. Um, at the Five Points Farm Market, and this wasn't from your YouTube channel, so I imagine that, uh, was this a fan of yours that had taken the video and then uploaded it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I actually, uh, after uh, you contacted me, I went back and I checked to, to find that video to see which one you might have saw, 
Um, and yeah, I think that was one of our friends out there. Um, the Big Virginia Duo was just me and one of the other front guys from this band that we had at the time called uh, Big Virginia Sky. And that was out in, um, uh, I guess that was uh, Norfolk, Virginia, where that video was taken. Okay, and it just looked like a little, I guess it's called Five Points Farm Market. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, it, unfortunately, I think they went under um, some years ago. But, man, it was just a beautiful little farmer's market with a, it had like a community bookstore and a little coffee shop and food market. And uh, on Sundays, they had live music. And you want those kind of places to stay. We have a few of those. I mean, we're it's a little bit tougher because rent's much higher out here. But you have those multi-use facilities out here where they'll have kind of like a little area where you can do wine tasting or beer tasting and then they'll have the live um the, the, the live uh stage and it's it's a cool atmosphere but I'm sure there's a lot that they have to you know maintain the, yeah, the overhead and something like that and a lot of and moving parts too, too to 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 get all those different people together and stuff I'm sure yeah so but I know they um, they did have a long run and it was it man we loved that place it was just so great to be out there was that pretty close for you guys to travel there so I was living in um, either Pensacola or Ohio at the time. <laughs> wow! So, so no, <laughs> so the other guy in the Big Virginia duo, uh, Scott Slay, he, um, the mandolin player, he actually lived out there at the time, which is you know why we started working that area more. And the rest of the band were all actually based pretty local as well. So I was the traveler. Yeah. And you had no problem with that. It's all for the music, right? Yeah, all for the music. I actually, I really like driving. Um, we never, I never flew anywhere. I'm always driving. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm playing a couple shows in Virginia this weekend, uh, and I'm playing one in Columbus, Ohio, uh, tomorrow, and then I head out to uh, Floyd, Virginia. After that, yeah, you were. Uh, you know, we 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 love it when people are are quick and responsive to our requests, and you got back to us immediately, and you fit us in. Um, you're leaving tomorrow for this. Yep, and I, I think you said to the mountains. So uh, David told me, "Oh yeah, um, James is heading into the mountains." So I thought, I wonder if he's going for you know business or pleasure. But it sounds like you know it's you're all business. This particular trip <laughs> will have a solid dose of pleasure mixed in. Uh, oh, good. good. <laughs> mostly I'm all business, but um, but actually my wife is a school counselor, and so um, she gets to go with me to places during the summertime um, and. So since she's off and I'm off, we're both just going to go and, and have a great time. That's awesome. But I, I am doing and, a couple shows out there just to try to offset the cost, you know. Right, right. That's amazing. That's great that you can travel with her. Uh, that's, that's part of the reason why I changed careers from web development uh, to teaching. So now my wife and I are both teachers, and that's why David and I are able to do all this over the summer is because oh. I, I have the time off. She has the time off. We go camping with our kids a lot. So I know how awesome that can be to spend time with your family that's great oh man that's that is great uh now um one thing i did want to mention was uh earlier in this episode david and i were kind of sleuthing around and looking for uh, when we were going through the covers and we were looking at what's the probability of of a certain name and this particular name was <laughs> was joshman mm. uh, which we suspected was one of our um, one of our Patreon subscribers, and I guess we could have just come out and asked him, hey, is this your YouTube account? But we weren't like that. We just wanted to kind of, <laughs> you know, sneak around. So David found this. Uh, it's like a calculator that figures out how, what what's the likelihood of seeing somebody's name, like what the likelihood of a name is. And so we looked up Joshman, and Joshman, out of over 6 million records in the United States, um, you're going to come in contact with less than five of them in a year, maybe. Oh, wow. 
Right, very, very low. And I thought, what's the probability of uh, of meeting a James Adkins and another James Adkins? That's probably not that crazy low. I mean, there's got to be a lot of James Adkins out there. Right. Um, but then what's the probability of finding two that are musicians? <laughs> and and so I, uh, I naively went on to Google and searched, what's the name probability calculator? <laughs> Dude, I'm not into stats. But what came up first was the love calculator. And what you do with the love calculator is you put in your name and then you put in your crush's name and it tells you what's the chance of falling in love or getting into a relationship. And I'll have you know that James Adkins and James Adkins, there's a 31% chance that you are going to meet the other Jim Adkins and fall in love. Wow. Just so you know. Well, okay? I'm, I'm a little worried now, you know. I, I think me <laughs> and my wife's relationship high? is... Uh, yeah, that it seems pretty high. Yeah. So I think I don't our know. relationship think is solid, but, you know... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my guard up now. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, being an accomplished musician, um, do you get a lot of people that confuse you with Jim Atkins of Jimmy at World? So um, rarely, uh, it hasn't happened very often yet. Uh, I actually discovered this phenomenon in high school. I was listening to Jimmy <laughs> Eat World, and and uh, you know I, I liked him for sure back then, and I still like him. Good band, but um, actually, I think. I became acutely aware of it when I realized there was a Jim a Jim Adkins um, signature Telecaster. Yes, <laughs> I was yes, like the, the JA. Yeah. How does this have my name on it? And uh, and quickly <laughs> found out from there. And we also spell it the same too, which uh, actually you know A T K I N S is um, very common. Well, yeah, yeah, more common. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I have to say, the only there's only been one time. Um, that I have been confused with uh, with James Adkins uh, from the band is uh, I was on my I got a message on Instagram and I laugh a little bit about it now it's kind of a, a little bit of a sad a tinge of sadness here but so this this young lady texts or sends my Facebook a message and she you know she says hey hey just so you know I really love your songs I really love your songwriting and I am a songwriter <laughs> you know so, yeah. Right. And I, you know, so I nothing, was like, nothing oh. out of the ordinary there. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, some people like my stuff, you know, it's out there. It's on Spotify. But um, anywho, she says, I really love your music and I really love your songwriting. It's helped me get through some really tough times in my life. And um, and then she wrote me a very long and, and super heartfelt message about how she lost a child and she lost her father and like how my music really helped her get through these hard times. And man, I read it and I was just blown away and I was like, man, you know, that's horrible. And I wrote her back and I said, Hey, that's, that's so sad. And I'm so sorry to hear it. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know what I can do for you, but I mean, I'll send you some, a couple albums and some shirts and stuff if you'd like. And, uh, and then she was like, Oh, that's so nice. And she, and she says, I just can't wait to see your show with Third Eye Blind in Massachusetts next month. <laughs> and I, I was like, so this was know. just the end of last year. Was that when it was that when it was when they were out? Yeah, there? Well, yeah. And so, and she said, and and I oh said, my goodness. Well, man, I really hate to tell you this, but you know, you've got the wrong James Adkins, and I think I know who you're talking about. And uh, and she didn't say anything after that. So. <laughs> oh man, I mean, she she laid it all out there, so I can, I can see how she felt a little embarrassed. But I think so. I, I, honest, honest mistake. I mean, yeah, no. There's there's a ton of. I mean, I just searching for James Adkins. Um, he goes more by Jim. So there's a, there's some stuff that comes up for him. But as a singer songwriter, there's a ton of stuff that comes up for you. There's like, uh, let me go check out what I found here. I put in. <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, James <laughs> Adkins music. 
And it's what I love about this is these little snippets that Google has. It's got all of your um, your songs listed out from Broke Down Freeman Blues, The Angel and Me. Awesome. <laughs> Any given Friday with a PH. That, that is actually a another disambiguation issue where um, that Any Given Friday is like a rap song that uh-huh. there's another James Adkins that somehow that got mixed in. That was actually well, on my go. Spotify page for a long time, and Whoa. I was like, well... <laughs> Top track so. by James Atkins music. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it still my top no, track? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering if that's the one. There's like so many plays. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot that comes up. So I, it just uh, to her credit, I'm sure that it was easy to get mixed up. And she just Absolutely. got lost in, in, in the whole, uh, the star, the starstruckness of the whole thing. Yeah. And, and you know what? I don't blame her in the least. And honestly, I would just felt kind of, I just felt bad telling her, to be honest. I I wish I could have yeah. just been like, oh yeah, that's me. I'll, I'll wave to you from the stage, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't want to do that. Uh, and, and actually also, interestingly enough, I at one point in college, I got really weirdly excited about meeting people with my own name <laughs> now that we're talking about yeah. this. And it's just kind of, a, I don't know if a lot of people go through that, but I, I did go through it. And so if you search James Adkins, and, and I guess you have, um, I found a baseball player a man that paints nudes, or yes. primarily nudes. Awesome. And um, and lastly, there was a professor, and and I also searched with my middle name, which is Arthur. Uh, uh-huh. I wonder what do you know what Jim's middle name is? It's not Arthur, is uh, it? It is um, Christopher. I'm impressed that you know that, and uh, <laughs> and I'm glad it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so my middle name's Arthur, and I actually searched James Arthur Adkins, and I found a professor who was in. Um, I can't remember what state he was in, but I was a weird enough college kid to actually call his office. I don't even know what I would have said, but but the, I asked. I, this is this is a little creepy, and I swear this is true. I called and the and I and I the receptionist answered and I said yes. May I speak with James Adkins? And she was like, James Adkins died last month. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, oh. Okay, thanks then. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't know where to take it from there, but but that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what, then what if she asked who you were and you said, well, I'm James Atkins? That would have freaked her out even more, man. That would have, yeah, that probably would have. <laughs> probably a good thing you just bounced and left the phone call. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin her day or anything. Yeah, Wow. Well, I was I was poking around your Facebook, you know, speaking of the uh, the stuff you were going to send to that girl, and the last post you have, um, I'm assuming that Emily uh, Emily is your wife, and it says Emily has been bleach tie dyeing some of my shirts, um, so you, you'll have some available for sale. Now Absolutely. it's got a very a very unique design on there for people who can't see this. I mean, because we're listening on you know through a podcast, could you describe what's uh, what that the images that's on the front of that? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, um, so my initials are, or James Adkins music spells out jam. And so my shirts, which I'm actually wearing one now, I don't know how cool it is to wear your own shirt, but I do it all <laughs> Dude, the time. Dude, it's totally cool. Do they're, it. <laughs> they're very soft. It's, it's just a very nice shirt. But, um, yeah, so my initials spell out jam. So I'd always thought to myself, I should make a jam jar. Um, and I'm pretty good at the guitar, but I am an awful artist. So, <laughs> so I just let that mull around for a couple years, and then when I did the Broke, Man, Broke Down Freeman Blues album, I actually found an artist friend in Nashville named Whitney Waddell, 
and uh, contracted her to do the album and also to make this logo. And I really love the logo. Um, yeah, so it's just a it it's a jam jar. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so I've I've been getting a bunch of shirts made, and I I guess it's kind of a popular thing now to do tie dye with bleach. Um, and my wife ran across that, and she's very artsy, and so uh, she said, "Hey, I want to try it. Try it on your shirts." And boy, I tell you, it just comes out great. It kind of looks they do looks they, like they tie dye. Look great. Um, the top right one reminds me. It makes me think of some kind of like peanut butter chocolate. But I'm also a peanut butter chocolate fiend. Oh, is that the gray shirt? With the that was the brown one. It seems like a car. It has like caramel ribbon in it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the really nice shirts. Uh, and the reason why I asked that is J A M. That's very wholesome. I love the imagery that you picked. The jam jar. It just it kind of reflects you as a musician, a a songwriter, and being wholesome. Um, yeah, so you can imagine um, the boat that Jimmy Eat World is in when they've got to take their name and put it as an acronym on their stuff. Um, in fact, no. so Jimmy Eat World, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. In fact, almost two years ago to the date, Zach, the drummer in the band, posted on their Twitter. He says, advice for new bands. When coming up with the band name, make sure its acronym displayed really large on your artwork or T-shirts won't be complicating matters. You're welcome. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've talked with a few really uh, longtime fans that will, they don't come out and say it, but they've refused to use the acronym. Right. Um, one one person actually said Jimmy and then EW. They didn't want to put the J-E-W in there just because, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's some kind of, they think it's a negative connotation, even though they've used it before too. But you're right. you're in a great spot with Jam. I love the design there. Right. And, and, and actually, uh, you know, I did not, uh, it was not premeditated. That just sort of worked out. I lucked into it, thankfully, <laughs> Yeah. as with so many things in my music career. Um, now I got to ask this. So as, as a performer, um, do you take requests when you, when you play live? I do. Um, so I started, my dad, um, started me off on the music, uh, the music path, um, when I was quite young and I started off playing all sorts of folk music, like Peter, Paul and Mary, Kingston Trio, Bob Dylan, you know, all stuff like that. And then in the 90s, I liked pop country music. Uh, and then when I actually started my gigging career, I was all into the 90s. Um, but nowadays, I'm, I'm, I, I feel I'm pretty confident with my, um, my mixture, my eclectic uh, list of songs that uh-huh. I love to take requests, honestly. Wow, that's I don't such so a much bold like, move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't so much like hearing uh, Free Bird and uh, Sweet right, Home Alabama right. and, uh, you know wagon wheel but you know hey look if everybody's partying and we're all having fun and you want to throw a fiver in the tip jar i'll play wagon <laughs> wheel i'm fine with that you know yeah and um so then do you still i mean you've been playing for so long now um do you still get nervous on stage um certain shows yes um for sure and you know I, i've done some some pretty big shows um one fun show that I played, oh, gosh dang it, I, I think this was last year. Was the um, was like the was it the hundred year anniversary of NASA or the two hundred year anniversary of NASA? I should know. It's on a sticker somewhere, but but it was just a really big show. And man, it was in um, it was in uh, the at, on Langley Air Force Base. And uh, man, it was just oh wow, yeah, it was a big old thing, you know. Um, and uh, so I do did get nervous for stuff like that. Things that are really um. 
if there's a lot of moving parts, you know, and, and we have to organize between a bunch of people, then yes. But now if I'm just going to my local, my hometown, uh, Logan's Irish Pub or, you know, one of the gigs that I do over here, I'm a lot less nervous. You know, it's the hometown crowd and we're just going right. to have yeah. a little fun. Yeah, it feels comfortable, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yes, um, now, I do still get nervous sometimes by by all means. <laughs> I guess nobody's immune. And if I was to ask Jim Atkins too, I'm sure he has his moments that he's admitted to or it's like, you know, maybe it's a certain situation like you're talking about where just yeah, this is a big event for us. Absolutely. But well and you love know, to see somebody comfortable in their craft. Absolutely. I do kind of think that if you if you can't feel nervous at all anymore, it might you know, I'd worry that maybe it just is boring at that point. Maybe, yeah. You know? Maybe you want to be a little uh, scared, right? Just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you it keeps you uh you know, you it pushes you to want to learn more and, and be uh better at your craft as right. opposed to just letting it all kind of fall apart. Right. You gotta be fresh. Yeah. So I'm on the I'm on the West Coast, but I have family in um Goldston, so like uh Greensboro is the closest in North Carolina. Oh yeah, absolutely. Love. I I lived for a year in North Carolina or a few years actually. Yeah. And, and aside from it getting a little, uh, little muggy sometimes, it, I mean, it was beautiful. I've gone out out there uh, in the summers to visit them in this particular time, which I'm thinking was a long time ago. I want to say 15, 17 years ago, I went out by myself and, uh, and they took me on a little, a little tour one day and they took me to Bryson city, North Carolina to go, um, on the Great Smoky Mountains Railroad. I don't know if you've ever been on that. It's it was I beautiful, but I, it sounds no, like a, a it, place that I should go. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the town itself. If you look up Bryson City, it looks like out of an American postcard. It's it's beautiful. It's very small, and this uh, the train stops through it. But that that was the time that I can recall in my history. The first time I've ever seen a true what I consider a true singer songwriter. We came into that town and sat down at the um, at the train stop. And the depot there, and we were eating lunch, waiting. And this girl uh, set up in the corner of this covered area, just her and her acoustic. And it was really my first time personally seeing um, someone like this in this atmosphere, in this type of environment. And part of me was, she looked like she was about two or three years older than me, and I was a little smitten, you know. She was, she was natural. very professional, That's natural, right, right. But I couldn't help but how drawn in I was with her performance, and. I, you know, trying to think back, I, I think of it like being this broken down music where it's just it's it's very um, organic and and simple. But when you're doing singer songwriter stuff, you have to actually you do you're doing two things. I mean, if it's just you, you're playing some kind of melody or rhythm with your hand and your and your guitar, and then you're also singing the lyrics. And um, I watched one of your other ones, which your videos on YouTube, which I believe is a an original. It's called Lay Me Down, where you play yep. with Brandon Bostick. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's pretty recent, yeah. actually. Yeah, and it was, I just, that was that complete sound. And I know it's different because it was you and another person, but um, there's you on rhythm and singing, and then him is, is he, was uh, Brandon flat picking? Is that what's considered flat picking? Yes, flat picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's beautiful. Mostly just refers to the type of pick you're using, and yeah, so he would be using a yeah, flat pick, but it definitely had that bluegrass kind of style to it. Yes, um, and he was playing guitar, right, on that video. Yeah, he was. Okay, yeah, man, he was. Brandon is an incredibly talented dobro player and um, mandolin player as well, and he actually produces a lot of albums in in Nashville and uh, backs up. Uh, he's in a very famous bluegrass band called uh, Blue Moon Rising as well. So, yeah, and anyway, I'm I'm glad you brought that up cuz I boy, I tell you what, I just love playing with that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He's> great. <laughs> it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. 
Yes, that is. I think that's that's definitely paramount. That's that's really important. And yeah, we do for sure. Yeah. So then, uh, bringing it back to the band, um, you said you've listened to Jimmy at World. It was around you said high school that you had heard them. Yes. Now, do you have a favorite song of theirs or or anything that you could say? Oh yeah, I like that one. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I, I'm trying to think of the name of it now. Um. What were the? Could you tell me what were the early hits? The, I'm sure the, you could. The tell biggest me one um, was the middle. Oh, um, that yes. I, 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 honestly, I love that song, and I have learned how to play it at least three times in my career. And now again, <laughs> it's been so long since I've played it that I'd have to relearn it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's um, there seems to be some kind of polarized feelings about that song on uh, the Facebook group that we're in. I mean, and there's there's so many cool people in that group. But uh, that that um, particular song seems to strike a chord with with a lot of the fans, just because it's so pop that they kind of dis- they write that one off. But then there's people that love it. It's just such an enjoyable song. You hear it on you know top forty radio, and it's it's just very approachable. Right. It's fun. And honestly, you know, um, I'm kind of the same way with like let's say Wagon Wheel. You know, that was Bob Dylan started it, and Old Crow Medicine Show took it and made it a hit, and all that. It's a great song, but it's been overplayed quite a bit. And, you know, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad song. I don't particularly like to play it every every night that I play, you know. And so, but if you would ask me, hey, do you wish you would have written that song? I would say, yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right? How could you deny that? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I get their pain. I, I'm not, I don't have any of my songs that have reached that level to be so awesome and, uh, Money making and uh, uh, attention yeah. getting that it's irritating to me yet, but someday, someday. <laughs> so then, then I, I must ask them what's what's your what's your if someone had to if you had to pick one thing, what's your favorite part of being a musician? Um, you know, it's funny. It changes a lot. Um, at different times of my life, it, it's been different. Um, at one time, I was traveling a lot. Um, I'm not traveling quite as much right now, although you never know that could come back. Um, but I really loved the fact that music was taking me, you know, all over the East Coast. And even uh, I used to play with a, a a touring folk band, and we went all the way to uh, California. And so, you know, to be able to to travel and, you know, we didn't make a lot of money, but it paid for the trip, you know. So right, was, and all the experience that you that you encounter along the way, and the people you meet in all these small towns, you know, I mean, it's amazing, you know, it, it, there's really nothing like it, so that's one thing, um, another thing that I really love, I, I do like the self-expression and stuff, but when you play in a band, and you meet other great musicians, um, and you start to develop the, like, the stage telepathy, you know, you play together so much that, I mean, you could look at each other and do the same things, just just uh like on cue as if you practiced it but it's just it just happens oh boy that is an amazing feeling just to you know to really be doing the right thing with people that you respect and and uh yeah there's nothing like that yeah and i can only imagine what that's like you know i I grew up with a a, in a family that that plays music um my my grandpa was the one that introduced us to the whole family he's got seven seven children that are my you know one of them's my mom uh, but in, introduced them to music, and then also his grandchildren to music. And he grew up in um, in Indonesia and in Holland in that area, and both separately. But right, uh, right. but he had his own little band. He had his his daughters sang, 
um, on, on a little in a little trio. He was just very much involved with music. And you could see it w- when he would go to a live show, anything. He liked jazz music, but just oh, you could see jazz. him get Im- immersed in in it. And that's that's what I think is is like I can appreciate it from that perspective. I I can't personally. I've I've played you know on stage, but it wasn't anything to your degree. So yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's anytime you get feeling. out there, yeah. Anytime you get out there, though, I mean, you've you've tasted it. Then, I mean, you know. Yes, yeah. You get that rush. People are watching you. They're there. You've got their, um, you know, their undivided attention. Uh, and 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 you're uh, you're the one that's uh, singing to them and keeping them occupied and making them happy. And that's one of my favorite parts about singing music with anybody, even if it's on a beach around a campfire. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know what? Actually, I I have to say. One of my most prized things is, like I told you, that my dad taught me to play when I was young, um, yeah, five or six, um, and he's still around. Um, I uh, he lives down in Florida, and actually, I'm going to meet him over in the mountains. He's going to be over there, and then he's going to come back to Ohio. Uh, he still plays. He's a he's a three chords in the truth guy. <laughs> That's the way we say. Yeah, it. you know, so like <laughs> you know, he doesn't do a bunch of crazy guitar stuff, but he's got a great voice, and we sing together. And you know what, I. That is that's one of my most treasured things, you know, in life has been being able to just play music with my dad too. Uh, my mom oh. sings a little bit, and so that's cool. But you know, when I play shows with him, I, I I couldn't even I couldn't tell you how many people come up to me and they say, "Man, you're just so lucky to be able to do music with your dad." And you know, you need to remember this for you need to treasure this forever. And I honestly, truly do. I truly do. And that's great. Yeah, that's that's amazing that you that you're very aware of that already. Um, you know, it just shows how much you appreciate music and then people who appreciate music. And it just happens to be one of the closest people in your life that, that you get to share that with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. I, you know, I got a couple more things I wanted to ask you. Sure. Um, I noticed that on your YouTube, the more recent videos, uh, you have been posting these like live jam sessions, right? For like an hour or two hours. <laughs> yeah. How, how has that been working out for you? You know what? Um, so I've been uh, working on before before COVID became a, a big thing. I was working on mm-hmm. my studio at my house, um, and uh, working on kind of just getting some nice microphones and a nice setup. And little did I know that that would uh, come in very handy uh, for all these live uh, live streams. And um, right. I- and how how difficult was it to set that stuff up? <laughs> I mean, you know, I did have to make a couple runs to Best Buy, and I did have to spend, you know, f- you know, three four hundred more dollars just yeah. you know, getting the right connections and the cables and you know, oh boy, the yeah, adapters. The, the adapters. There's always an adapter. <laughs> so so yeah, that that was uh, an issue. But once we got it sorted out, you know, the very first time I did one, I realized something that I had not considered. And that is that, you know, like you saw the video of, of us playing in Virginia Beach or Norfolk, Virginia Beach, the, the Tidewater area. Um, I also, I, you know, spent high school and college in Pensacola, and now I live in northwest Ohio. And I've got friends all along the line, you know, through to those places. And the first time I did a live stream, I had all these people from, like, Virginia Beach and Pensacola saying, oh, oh yeah. we haven't heard you play for so long. And I thought, doggone it. This is actually, I mean, you know, it's like the silver lining, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So Yeah, I was I was scrubbing yeah. through one of them and you said and you, it seemed like you were talking with somebody like they showed up and you and like you knew them so well. Yes. Yeah. You just you just call them out, "Hey, they're here." Yeah, you know, and <laughs> that's kind in. of it's weird. You, you know, you can't see anybody. It it does take getting used to um because yeah. when you do it, it, it 
you know, you're playing, you play live so much that when you finish a song, you expect applause or, or you know, recognition that the song's over in some way, you know. It's not always applause, but but right. then you finish a song and you kind of sit there silently for a second and you look at the camera and the camera looks at you and <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But I guess kind of the fun part was, you know, I would pull up the stream on my phone and, you know, I'd see all these people talking and so I'd have to kind of resist the urge to just sit there and chat with them you know because right. <laughs> that doesn't really make for great live stream tv but but it was fun <laughs> so. yeah it looked like a lot of fun and you've done a a, a few do- like, I'd say a couple dozen of them maybe 12 oh yeah maybe I 24 even, of them I mean yeah enough. I'd say in the 20s probably and and okay to be honest I've, I I kind of I did it a lot like I was doing it like a couple few times a week for a while and that's mm-hmm. a little much <laughs> I kind of got yeah. a little burned out on it, and yeah. uh, but I do for all my friends and people that have been watching those. I promise I'm going to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> now I, you know, I understand no one's really traveling, especially not by plane right now. But right. Uh, did do you have any plans on coming out west? Uh, it seems like you're you're just kind of moving up along that east coast there. Yeah. So um, yeah, most of my stuff is from Florida to Ohio, and then over to Virginia Beach. I, I've done yeah. some stuff in D.C. Uh, it's just convenient. I know people out there already, and you know it's nice to go back and see friends that I already know. But I will say this: um, I did, like I said, I was with that folk trio, and we went from Pensacola to uh, out to uh, California, and I was actually doing a show for some a private show for some friends of the family in um, Phoenix, Arizona, with my dad. And that is where I met my wife. She was visiting her family, and I was uh, I was playing a show, and she was just hanging out. And that's actually where we met was Phoenix. And so I do have family in Phoenix, and I make it out there, you know, once every couple of years to do their like little business party and just kind of hang out. And I've I have some family out there as well. So Ser- serendipity, man. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got not only did you meet your wife out there, but you also met in the same state that Jimmy Eat World is from. <laughs> we've and gone, I wonder if <laughs> we've gone full circle. <laughs> I know, right? This is it. Oh, they were man. in Mesa, uh, right? Were they? Did they start? Yeah, in Mesa? they were from Mesa. Yes, okay. yeah, they're from Mesa. And Mesa's and beautiful. Phoenix, they, yeah, they talk about uh, Phoenix a lot because I think that's like their their downtown Los Angeles or Tempe is another one that kind yeah, of area. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. Well, good, good for you meeting your wife in in um, you know on the West Coast, I guess Southwest technically. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. That's cool. Um, so, would you like to share with with our our listeners here how they can find you, uh, what where they can get merch from you, or or how to find James Adkins music online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do the um, I'm on uh, Instagram as. My username is uh, James Adkins Music out there, and uh, my Facebook. Well, let me give you all the ones that are the same. YouTube is uh, at James Adkins Music, and then mm-hmm. my website is www.jamesadkinsmusic.com. Uh, my Facebook page is the only one that's different because that was taken. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, Facebook.com/slash J Adkins Music, and it's spelled just like. Jim from Jimmy World. That's A D K I N S. <laughs> yeah, which so I, there is no confusion. Which I do have to specify. I might not have to specify that to your listeners, but I do generally have to specify that. You know, it, it banks and whatnot. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're real fans, I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when we say our little goodbye, I wanted to have a track that's going to play 
um, that's just going to play out on the end of this this thing to to cap off this entire episode. Is there any one track that you'd like me to play for our listeners so they can hear your beautiful music? Um, yeah, I'd say anything off um, Broke Down Freeman Blues, but maybe a Don't Say Goodbye, I think, would be a good one. Got it. Don't Say Goodbye it is. Yeah. I, I will um, I'll listen to it on Spotify so you get your proper royalties and then I'll rip it off of YouTube and then I'll take it. So sure. <laughs> whatever. Like hey, whatever, whatever way you want to do it is just fine <laughs> with me. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh man. All so. right. James Atkins. Look, James, I, I appreciate your time and uh, I know it's late because you are on the, on the East coast, but I really appreciate you taking the time before your, your next big uh, jaunt, you know, yeah, up, no worries, around man. the East coast. And it, you know, I had a great time t- talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. I had a great time too, and I, you know, really appreciate being on the show, man. You got it, man. Well, um, I know you don't. Have you ever seen Bill and Ted's? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you remember their little salutation? If I said the first half, would you would you know the part that uh, Abraham Lincoln says at the end? No, I wouldn't. Off the top of my head. <laughs> so if I said, as always, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Hot damn, there's fire in the sky like a gun in the night Full of rage and light, you better take somebody home And then just hold on tight Grab a neighbor, grab a stranger, grab a friend Take a hand, hold it tight In the rain and the wind Together we'll depend on love to get us through Take me through, just take me in your arms the way you do. It's a fire in this rambler heart. Tonight it burns for you.
Bye.